Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Teenagers with Attitude, where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, but not for at least a week, because uh, no morphin in this episode. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about a little shitty wizard and uh, a bunch of nerds in this episode. That's what this one is. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Simon. Mighty Engines for... <laughs> Turbo charge for more. Hi everyone. We're shifting into turbo for the next <laughs> 48 weeks. It's most of next year. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. an exciting good time like a big giant they, engine. They have cars in this season. Uh, yeah, they do have cars. We're going to talk about that. Um, that's going to be fun. But also, before we talk about that, we're going to talk about Mike, who's also on this episode. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, so technically, the name of this film is Turbo, colon, a Power Rangers movie, which I think technically makes it a prequel to that movie about the snail that goes real fast. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I forgot that existed until you just said that. It got um, it, it, so DreamWorks has a thing where like they pump out like a 2D animated series based on like every movie they make. So that shit's on Netflix right now. Oh my god, great! And also we've the got further Emily. adventures of the Go Fast Snail. Do you do you not oh, want good. that, Zach? Hooray! I do want that. Uh, and also we've got Emily. Traffic Sensei, Car Ranger, go! There we go. See, somebody knows what they're talking about for this one. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm talking so, about. I know damn well. Thank yeah, you. that's right. That's uh, I noticed, by the way, Simon, that you were mostly absent once we were like, boy, is Zio bad? Was Simon wrong? I mean, Simon just stopped being on no, episodes. No, <laughs> it's, it's y'all that were wrong, but, you know, <laughs> we can move past that now. I don't think Zio's bad. No, it's but not. near the top of the best Power Rangers lists, I don't know about that. It was the it third was, best it, season overall and the best I one don't, we've done so I, far. I very much 
doubt that both of those <laughs> well, things. I'm willing to buy that, uh, considering how Power Rangers usually is, that there's only two better seasons. <laughs> yes. there's, a, there's a lot of good in Zio, but like, God, I, I've, it's, I've been re-listening to some of the season two episodes and like, there's some good season two episodes and there's some good season three and like, I don't feel like Zio overall was better. There's some good episodes of every season, almost. Yeah, that's true. But there is but, a lot of good Zio stuff that I that I kind of uh, I kind of t- t- talked about Zio with a little bit of a negative brush on the last episode of Zio because the the tail end of it wasn't very good. But uh, overall, it's it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I thought I the agree. tail end of Zio was the good part. Actually, it's the, yeah. it's the... I liked I liked the beginning of it more, honestly, and like kind of the middle of the part, like. I think that's, the middle's the me. rough part. We had the sad Tommy marathon and all that jazz. The sad tam- Tommy marathon's bad, but what I'm thinking of is like, I like the beginning where there was kind of like a, a a return to like episodic storytelling where it's like, here's Monster of the Week story. It's pretty fun, and then there would, and then I, I personally like the snow stuff, and then it kind of just like meh from there. Anyway, like we had 52 back. episodes to talk mm-hmm. about how we felt about Zio. You're we should right. probably was, talk about Turbo now. My favorite parts of Zio were when Lord Zed blew up the Machine Empire and said he was back, Balkan Skull moving to France, and Rocky, so I can't wait to see where all of that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, if you can't, couldn't figure it out, this week we're going to be talking about the first part one, but it's not in parts. That's just how we're going to do it. The theatrical Turbo. Power Rangers Turbo Pilot. Yeah, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Yeah, honestly, that's, that's what this is. Because that's, Yeah, that's actually something we're going to have to get into is this is just a really long episode of the show. Yes. Like it's this a really one long thing episode. that's very different bet- uh, between this and like the the other movie. The other movie is a movie. Right. So like so as, for all, for all problems, of its flaws, it's a yeah. film. It's structured like a film, it looks like a film. The Actors behave like it's a film. It's a movie-ass movie. This is a really long episode of television. At like, best, it's a TV movie, but it's it was shown in theaters. Yes, it was shown in theaters. Whereas the previous film, obviously, it there are some complaints in terms of like the costumes are are different, so and and stuff like that. But like this movie, um, this movie, I believe they just used the straight up regular suits. Yes, uh, and. It, that's the you know the the there are one or two effects that are different than they, the show. They, they clearly blew a large part of their bullshit of their sorry of their budget on this shitty animatronic character, and they sure used a lot of that thing in this movie. In, in fairness, Simone, you were also correct the the first time when you said bullshit. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be more relevant later in like the third part of our uh, rewatch, but. Um, like I, I, I'm glad they went with practical effects for the for the Max though, because like yeah. as a kid, I was like, I love the CG Max. As an adult, those suck, and this aged way better than anything yes. they could have done the, with CG. The, I do remember that the Zord fight at the end of this movie is the one part of the movie where you go, oh, finally, it's a Power Rangers movie. The I will say there uh, is a little bit it, of CG Zord action in this, and it is the part where the Zords look the worst. At a quick l- glance. Uh, according to um, uh, BoxOfficeMojo.com, the budget of this film was $8 million, and the budget of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, which was made uh, two years earlier, was $15 million. So, 
maybe they just didn't have as much faith in it, or, or, or I don't know what happened behind the scenes. But yeah, they got well, Power Rangers about, was was becoming like much less of a hot commodity at the time. It was not nearly as big as it was at its height. That's for sure. But they got a you know half as much money to make this thing. I I think I think this like the first Power Rangers movie was them kind of like doing an end run and being like yeah we're the biggest thing in the world this was kind of them trying to save the franchise i think like i'm pretty sure the ratings weren't that good after zeo and they were like weren't sure about it and they thought well we might we could make a movie on the cheap and get attention back to the series this way that that's the feeling i remember getting from this yeah, that's the thing to bear in mind is even adjusting for inflation 8 million dollars is not a big budget for a no. movie no well, yeah, I mean, I don't know the, the adjustment off the top of my head, but God, that can't be more than like, I mean, even on the top end, like 30, right? Like, it can't be that much. So, yeah, like, it's a lower budget. Um, it made a lot less money. Um, and the one thing that's, that's different about this one as opposed to the last one that's kind of a big deal and the reason you might have noticed, or maybe you don't, maybe you don't look at the fucking episode name because it doesn't matter, but uh, this is not a bonus episode because this is canon. This is goes straight into yep. Power Rangers Turbo. This is that absolute. said, you could you could skip this movie and watch the first episode of Turbo, which I have done, and it would be fine. Except for I mean, like, yeah, like, you're not missing much, but it is yeah. true. It's the only canonical Power Rangers movie so far. Also, eight million in '97 is now twelve point eight million dollars in today's oh, money. Oh God, okay, I was so. way so yeah, not much money nope. for sure. Okay. So, so yeah, um, we're, so we open, quote unquote, on a, uh, Star Wars on a Star crawl. Wars crawl. Which uh-huh. I was like, literally, it looks exactly like, the only difference is it's not yellow text and it doesn't have, like, a header. It, it, so, it, it even that. has the 20th Century Fox logo before it. This might have been used to trick people to think they've gone to see the Star Wars Special Edition, which came out the same year. So that's, <laughs> on, on the topic of both Fox and Star Wars, that's worth talking about is that both this movie and the previous movie yep. uh, were made by 20th Century Fox, which means they technically belong to Disney now? Yeah, it was so, do, so do a bunch of the seasons of the show, because they made that. They owned the Power Rangers for a while. So, I think... I don't know how that works exactly, but I believe, like, just because you made it and owned it when it was made doesn't necessarily mean you still... Like, I don't think they could just throw this up on Disney no. Plus without... I, I, yeah, think, like, I, I don't think... Like, like, I don't think Nickelodeon has a stake in anything either. Like, I think at this point... Hasbro just owns all of the show. Yeah. It's really so. just the movies that are sort of in a weird, nebulous space. Because the rights of movies work a little differently from TV shows. I'm pretty sure for this to go up on any streaming site, both Hasbro and Disney now would have to agree to it. Yeah, I think you're right. Which um, is really weird because I, it means that these movies are either never going to go up on streaming anywhere or they're mm-hmm. going to end up on Disney Plus while the entire rest of the series yep. is on Netflix. I mean, Disney could be really dicks about it, which I know, how how can you imagine that? And take all the seasons <laughs> from Ninja Storm to RPM also, which they made, so... Could, could they, though? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not enough yeah. of a... Yeah. What, I don't know. They, for, for the record, uh, I bought this on YouTube. So, Same. Yeah. 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 I bought a DVD because, you know, hey, why not? Uh, I've got all these other fucking Power Rangers DVDs, so I might as well. Um, but, yeah, so I was going to say, the first – I just double-checked. The first movie also has a crawl. I would imagine 
This is mostly because they know parents don't know what the fuck's going on, and they're like, listen, here you go. But I mean, yeah, I, I, even <laughs> then, no, none of the crawl is, like, establishing any previous Power Rangers facts. It's all bullshit about this new character, so... The first yeah, like, this is actually new information, which I, I yeah. guess that's better? Uh, two other things real quick. One, we get the old Saban intro where, like, there's a bunch of, like, multicolored children yeah. swirling around a globe. and That wasn't maybe the best phrasing, but I understand no, they're, they're what you they're literally mean. multicolored. They're, like, green no, and yellow know, and red. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, silhouettes of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so the first – you're right. But the also, first one – sorry, go ahead. But the, the other thing I wanted to do is, like, I genuinely can't remember. Did the 2017 Power Rangers have a crawl? No, uh, 2017. I think there was oh. like some a couple lines of text, and then it was, you know, yes, Zordon was. dying it in like, history. Th- it was like the, uh, Zordon's team of Power Rangers has been betrayed by Rita Repulsa, and then the movie starts. Yeah. I don't think it was a crawl. I think it was just some okay. text. But yeah, so they all have text at the beginning, uh, which is fine. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I mean, if they're if they're made by. 20th Century Fox, they can get away with having the Star Wars crawl. Like, <laughs> Fair. Um, I mean, anyone uh, can. I don't think Star Wars owns the crawl. So I'm going to go ahead and read this, uh, and I'll do it in my best narrator voice. On a distant planet lives a great wizard named Larago. He is the keeper of a golden key, which unlocks the dimensional gateways of the universe. I don't know what that means, and it I don't think matter. they explain it. I mean, it Zordon is the one doing matter. the voiceover for, for reference. Zordon is yeah. reading the crawl. But it's Zordon yes. with less less effects on his voice than we're used to, so it's like more clean-sounding Zordon, weirdly enough. Zordon yes, is weird in this comprehensible. movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to him. Uh, Larigo is hunted by Divatox, a wicked galactic pirate who needs the wizard's power to release a terrible demon-like creature. Not demonic, demon-like. That's not technically <laughs> yeah, a demon. This, this lady is basically going to summon Satan in all but name. Yes. Her plan is to join with him in a sinister marriage and bring forth a reign of terror on the galaxy. Sinister, sinister marriage is my new uh, uh, deathcore metal band. Larigo's only <laughs> chance is to seek the help of powerful friends, but first he must escape his planet and make his way to Earth. Bum bum bum, and that's it. That's how we start. And then um, we get the the title card, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, which is the clunkiest way they could have titled this film. It doesn't yeah. have a colon, which is extra weird to me for some reason. I mean, you don't like, usually see colons and logos. What, what I'm concerned with is that I think only two of those five words are true. It's like uh, turbo. Term- and, uh. So it's a movie. No, no, not even. It's turbo. Is uh, is the accurate part of this? Oh. <laughs> okay. No, it is a movie. I mean, it was I released mean, in theaters. Sure, but it's mostly a TV show. <laughs> and it's and also like, Power Rangers. I would say everything. I mean, about I've seen. I've watched the bad. first. Like what we're gonna cover today. It's not really Power Rangers. It's like cat almost morphs. Doesn't really count. That's it. They morph yeah. eventually, though, and it's like it's we don't. It wasn't taken as like Act One. That's that's part of the product. Like it's just all one thing. You know? <laughs> Come back next year. It's like do the Evangelion thing and just keep people on hold for <laughs> seven so, fucking years after they release the first so half hour open, of it. Yeah. So we open on an alien planet, and have any of y'all ever seen those shitty? Ewok movies that they made. I think so. Like when I Star own Wars them, have not seen them. So <laughs> if you don't know. Right after Star Wars, after the third movie ended, and there was no 
you know, there wasn't any Star Wars shit for a long time, but they keep kept wanting to make new toys and merchandise and stuff. So they made some Ewoks movies. They're real low-budget, shitty fantasy movies, basically. Uh, and boy, that's what this feels like more than anything. It's, because ki- it's kind of weird when you think about it that there's a couple more live-action movies set in the Star Wars universe that nobody ever ever, ever mentions or thinks about. One of them just has a wizard in it. Right. Like, not a force wizard, like a wizard. Like, I'm and pretty sure it's... people talk about the holiday special more often, and it's almost more canonical because they did mention Life Day a couple times. The other times. one has orcs. Like, straight-up orcs. Sure. <laughs> so, Wilford yeah. Brimley is in there. Just, yes, he is. Yeah. Um, also, I think but, in one of them... Uh, uh, shoot, what is it called? Wicket, is, I think, is the name of the most prominent Ewok. He just yeah. talks in one of those. Yeah, he just Whoa. speaks English. Yep, yep, yep. Well, he learned common after meeting Han Solo. And yeah, he did. He learned galactic common. I think it was like it, a prequel, actually, though. I don't remember. Anyway, the point is, uh, it looks like shit. Uh, everything's got a green filter over it uh, to, I guess, establish it's more alien. And we see someone readying a space crossbow. Uh-huh. Um this, it's, it's funny because, like, when you break it down, Star or Star Wars, sorry, we're talking about Star Wars I mean, a lot. it's very Star Warsy. It yes. is very, like, low-rent Star Wars. Uh, but all of Power Rangers is a sci-fi, I mean, it's a sci-fi epic, basically. Sci-fi it just doesn't, fantasy epic. Sci- yeah, yeah, sci-fantasy it, is, yeah. It just doesn't feel that way most of the time. No. But if it's, there's one it's thing what, I can't. The Power Rangers Extended Universe is what the Star Wars Extended Universe would look like if it was literally just George Lucas the entire time. Like, instead <laughs> well, of having other people who gave a shit come in to, like, write the, like, side novels and stuff, it was just George Lucas making shit up like Darth Icky and whatever. And, like, this this is what would happen. <laughs> so, so we open on, uh, so first of all, the bad guys in this season are, are in this season and this movie are called Pronotrons. Yeah, I want to open are with they, that. These don't look like the Pronotrons in the that, show. That's no, they what don't. I'm no. gonna say. So the Pronotrons in this movie are humans with like fish masks, and they in talk. The sh- I thought, I'm not sure they talk ever in the show. I thought they were cats. They're not cats. That's for sure. They're like. I mean, fish I can themed. understand why you'd think so. They have cat ears. That things that look like cat ears on their helmets, but no, yeah. Fish. But listen, they work for a submarine pirate lady, and she she's in a sub that's shaped like a shark. So their theme is their fish, actually. So. But but so in this movie, they look like humans with mask masks. Yeah. Yep. In the show, they are supposed to, I think, supposed to be robots. I mean, they're called Trons, Piranatrons, and they don't have they don't display skin. In this movie, so you're saying it's a classic. Um, it's a classic case of this robot stealing from the workforce. <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, Diva Talks replaced <laughs> all her people with the robots so she wouldn't have to pay them. Uh, but more than that, uh, Larry goes attacked by two people on horseback who don't even look like those Piranatrons. No. Like, I don't know what these are. Like, I guess these are like the sub-generals below Elgar, question mark. So I two things I love about this is uh, they're supposed to bring this wizard in alive and they're initial methodology is exploding crossbow bolt, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, the other thing is, I love how the alien steeds on this planet are just horses with, like, poodle Horse fluff. Yes. Yes, yes. They just have, like, they look like shaved poodles, so they have a bunch of fur around their, their like, 
torso, I guess. And the then torso on, and like puffs around the legs, yeah. On their yeah. feet, yeah. And uh, they're just horses, space horses, otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have to talk about Larigo. And <laughs> oh God, there's another really reason that I mentioned uh, the Ewoks, because Larigo just looks like a shitty Ewok. He's looks he looks like, like a like... shitty Ewok mixed with E.T. and mixed with Le- Baby less, Yoda. So less fur, have for fun. Sure. Less no, for no, he, no. He looks like the fucking honeycomb mascot. <laughs> he does also look like yeah, the honeycomb mascot. Actually, if you look up the, the honeycomb mascot, uh, specifically its face, it's less furry, but yes. And he spends the entire like movie kind of chattering, going like, <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I, let, let, let me just, uh, just, just uh, you know, take us off track a little bit and take a pit stop at the Car Ranger Garage. <laughs> yes, so, please. I don't know if this is an attempt to uh, adapt this character or not because he doesn't show up much more in the series. I don't think, but it and that that's, he might have been the inspiration for this character in Car Ranger. Their um, their mentor is is an alien child named Dapu who talks and like has um, uh, Kar, Karu magic and it's which is a pun because Karuma is car mm-hmm. in Japanese, mm-hmm. so. Karuma Magic, or Karuma Magic, sorry. Karuma Magic, there you go. Sorry about that. And um, he's just, he's he's pretty fun mentor, in my opinion, for Car Ranger. He's kind of just this shitty kid who also has magical powers and is forcing these guys who work at uh, Garage to become Power Ranger, or Superhero Sentai, and uh, fight evil. So that's all I'll really say about him for now, but yeah. Fair enough. In this version, he looks like the honeycomb mascot. Uh, Mike, does he ever speak English in this whole movie? No, not at all. I think he says, mixed in with his gurgling, sometimes the names of, like, other characters pop in, but other than that, no. Okay, so any scene that he's in, he is just kind of... And also, like, I want to make clear this is not a good puppet. So, like, if you're thinking of, like, the 1990 you know, fucking seven years before this uh, uh, Ninja Turtles movie where they can, like, express with their eyes and stuff like that. No, none of that. Or, like, it's Labyrinth just, or anything like that. It's yeah, it's just a, like, blank-faced little... Yeah, th- this I is... Mean, he, he emotes a little bit, but it's never good. It's more like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of effect. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I kind of... I think he'd be better if... I mean, I don't know, maybe Monkey's Pie, he'd be worse if he talked, but I feel like he'd be better if he talked, because as it stands, it's like, there's no way to connect with this character at all. And the part (laughs) that I hate is that the exposition wants us to believe this is a really powerful wizard that, like, he holds the key to the secret knowledge of the universe, or whatever bullshit they're talking about, and it's just a fucking tiny puppet that runs around and goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, and and, and, and oh my god. Oh my god, it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. It just hit me why I hate this thing so much. It's just Furbus again. Yeah, this Furbis. thing is just yeah, like the way it walks, so. like it's the way it, the way it walks, the way it talks, the way its eyes, its fucking dead eyes move. It's just Furbus <laughs> for Mass Rider again. God, <laughs> it didn't hit me until literally just now. But going off of what Simon said about how he's supposed to be this like powerful magic guy, he he, sh- he shows us by running away from these guys with, yeah. with horses for no reason because he just teleports later. And he he also like has shown that he can do some attack magic. Doesn't even attempt it. Just teleports right when they catch him. 
but no time earlier. For some talk? reason. So about- the, in fairness, in fairness to the fact that he waits until the last second to bail, it is revealed later that he is dying the entire time he's on Earth. Earth is bad for him. So Earth sunlight is bad for him for reasons? Have they tried maybe giving him some jugs of water? I'm just saying. He was going to go to Earth anyways, though, right? Because he kind of, like, has to. Well, I think I, yeah. think, it's, I mm. think Earth is a last resort for him is the idea. Because um, he's, he's like a reverse Superman. The yellow sun kills him. Why are you going to the Aquatar? <laughs> they got rangers there that could help him. Yeah. That's a good, good question. Because he can't question. breathe underwater. So. Yeah, well, fair. Well, um, apparently the only person he knows to turn to for help is Alpha 5, not Zordon, specifically Alpha, which is something we're going right. to need to get into when we get there. Yeah, so let me, real quick, I'd like to run down the magic users in Power Rangers. We Right, we've got, Zed is a sorcerer, right? I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't call him that really, but he has magical powers. You might say clearly. Warlock, yeah. Okay. Rita's a witch. Rita's a straight up witch. She can do rituals. She can cast lightning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zordon is, I guess, a wizard, though we've never really seen him do any kind of magic. I could Uh, see the argument that he's a sorcerer because he might have learned in the past, and he's just stuck in a time warp. There's definitely moments where he like he'll give Tommy, loan Tommy, some of his power and whatnot. Like he's got magic. He's limited, but he's got it. Sure. And then we've got Larago, who, as far as I can tell, his abilities are limited to teleportation and fun sparkles. Uh-huh. So, like... I mean, that is consistent. If if Alpha is his contact, that's kind of the same powers as Alpha's Christmas magic and sandwich generation <laughs> has. So yeah, That's fair. Yeah, so Larigo can maybe make sandwiches, but that's not. <laughs> I, I want to see it like a well, one of those competitive cooking shows, but it's Alpha Five and Larigo competing to see who makes the better sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was about to say he can also like uh, um, seal demons away for unknown amounts of time, but I think that was actually supposed to be his ancestors, and he's the last living of okay of that, so, that also, family. T- also, he has. Um, a wand that he uses to do this. So he takes this wand out and he teleports. It's like a crystal and, thing. Yeah, and we yeah, see so Earth. He, he can he can do we'll see later, he can do like small spells with his hands and stuff, but he needs the wand to do the big deal big shit. Thing. Like teleport um, to another planet. That is why what what they're calling the golden key, by the way, in case you weren't weren't sure. Yeah. So we cut down to uh Earth and we see a little thing that or like meteor that shows that uh a very um, Lara goes poorly, on his way. Um, rendered Earth, yes. Yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> and bad Larigo, Larigo lands in the heart of Africa, and immediately my heart sank because I was like, "Oh no, Saban and Africa is never a good combination." Oh no, it's not going to be a it's problem. Not as I don't bad know why you're worried. Be. No, uh, oh, it's bad as it could be, just not right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh well, I mean that's I, I don't know what part of the world that section of the thing is, but it's bad. Yeah. Well, that's in another yeah. dimension. We'll get. We'll there. talk about that when that's we true. get there. That's so, true. So uh, yeah, we've got Rocky, uh, Adam, and Rocky, Rocky mm-hmm. Adam, and Tommy all sparring and training for a martial arts competition because girls can't be in martial arts competitions. No, um, and they're babysitting. I f- yes. I feel well, a little bit bad for uh, um, Rocky's actor whose name escapes me at the moment. Steve Cardenas. Uh, Steve Cardenas. Yeah. Because the reason he leaves the show is because he has a back injury, which is exactly the same reason he leaves in the in the movie. But they have him doing some stunts here, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I hope I hope he isn't hurting too bad right now. 
Like I, I, I'm sure he's doing just as, just as much as he can, and nothing more. I hope, because mm-hmm. like he's he's doing some strenuous stuff here, and I hope I just, I'm just hoping he was okay. I mean, he's fine. He's he's around now, so yeah. Also, I guess Tommy's feeling nostalgic because he's wearing a white uh, karate gi right now instead of yeah, a red that, one. <laughs> I noticed that too. The other two are wearing their colors, but he isn't. I've noticed that. Whenever the powers are about to change, there like before, there's a couple episodes or movie where like everybody seems to default to like a lot more white and gray than they would uh-huh. normally wear. You want to keep the is, mystery, but in this case, he's just gonna stay red anyway. Right. Yeah. That's why it's weird. Like he's gonna change from red to a different red, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, we cut over to Cat who is on a bus. Uh, with a bunch of kids. Now. From the Little Angels Haven uh, shelter. Okay, so we're going to meet Justin, who is going to be the new Blue Ranger. He's a small child. We've talked about this extensively, but if you've missed those episodes, yes, a little boy is going to be the new pa- Blue Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, what I want to talk about briefly is, like, I don't think Cat ever got a super strong characterization, mm-hmm. but for some reason... In the like second half of Zio, and then and then in this, like, I guess she like wants to be a mom really bad. Yeah, like, she's being team mom right now, and she's there's like, definitely been a fair bit of characterization where like she really wanted to have a have, do the like kid project with Tommy. Yeah, and now she's doing this, which you know you she, could just she be, has she has matriarchal instincts. Yes, and you could just be doing some some you know. Uh, Charity work. That's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, it's I guess Cat just... and Tanya are watching a group of orphans on a field trip to the karate tournament. Is what we're supposed oh, to well, gather okay, here. Well, we I'm, need to we need I'm... to pump the brakes immediately because yep. we need to talk about this whatever it is. So they call it the okay. shelter a lot. It's kind of implied that it's an orphanage question mark, but like so so the the karate tournament is for a charity to get money to save this shelter. Uh huh. And. We initially get the impression that Justin is an orphan, but it turns out his dad just kind of left him in the shelter. But, like, he didn't give up custody or anything. He's going to come back, but he still, like, abandoned his kid. He's a total asshole. Well, they, try to, wow. they try to, like, hand wave him off later when we'll get to that scene. But, yeah. So, yeah like, they, they want Justin to have an absentee parent so he can – so there's no question about, like, how he goes off and does Power Rangers shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't want to make his dad a bad or or just make him an orphan which i feel would have been easier but right but here's so here's the problem is and and they've talked about this you can read behind the scenes stuff justin was added because basically they were like it's a kid show and none of the main characters are kids Mm -hmm. so we should have a kid as the main character which is all the main characters are children technically i mean well i mean to be fair they all graduated at the beginning of turbo and, like, I guess it's the same logic they had when they introduced Robin and the Batman, which actually helped Batman a lot. I don't think it helps yeah. Power Rangers very much, considering how that Turbo was one of the least liked seasons. Well, Robin's dynamic with Batman is different because it makes... It's it's the start of Batman becoming, like, not just a, a monster, basically. Like, having mm-hmm. to care about other people. I will not- say, though, that, that in the... I mean, in the original, like, Silver Age comics where Robin was introduced, it wasn't really that. It was just they right. wanted kids to like that's the true. character more. That's true. Um, yeah. but that's, what, that's how they adapted it in, like, more modern day. But 
Yeah. So, so what, yeah, what does, I was getting at like, with that, that is the is, thing is like it does eventually give Batman the benefit of someone to bounce off of, mm-hmm. right? Which the character really sorely needs. Yes. But like it, the, Justin's addition does nothing for the rest of the cast. Well, so can, can I just say? I, was, I just want to say really quick, controversial Batman opinion: the entire Bat family individually and together are more interesting than Batman. So I just wanted to say that. The thing I like <laughs> most about Batman is how he interacts with the other members yeah, of the Bat family. Absolutely. But anyway, what I was getting trying to get at was that they he was added basically to because they wanted to connect more with kids. And I think they were like I would imagine they were like, oh, well, he could be an orphan. And they were like, oh, but the kids watching are mostly not orphans probably. And we don't want to make them feel like it's they can't connect to him. So he's got to have a parents, but he can't have parents because, oh, God. Like, basically, that's <laughs> what I think happened. way overthinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, so I, they call it a shelter. The closest analog I can think of is like a group home where it's like yeah. they're they're in the kind of the foster system, because um, like like you said, his dad's not out of the picture, but he doesn't live with his dad. So I don't know. I can't speculate exactly about what's going on. Uh, last thing before we move on to the plot. Uh, well, first fucking, we're gonna move on to fashion corner real quick. Yep, that's where we're going. Complimentary <laughs> fashion corner. Why the fuck did they dress cat like Farrah Fawcett? Like, why is she okay, like? Well, I mean, what? I, I, okay, so the first thing I noticed about Cat in this movie is that she's wearing a lot more makeup than she typically so does. So much makeup. Yes. So much makeup. Which I, I mean, I love makeup. I wear a decent amount of makeup. Uh. I think she looks better later on in the movie when she's got significantly less makeup. There's nothing um, wrong with makeup, but it is a pronounced difference than how she looks in a, the TV it's show. It's a lot. Um, but not only that, I feel like there's a few things in this movie where they're like, we got to put a little eye candy in here for the dads. Because uh-huh. she's wearing, she looks very hot in this movie. She's wearing a very tight shirt. She's wearing <laughs> short shorts the whole but, movie. But and there's a also- lot of shots which focus on her butt. But here's the thing. I think a lot of the problem I have with this movie is it's kind of trying to have it with both ways. Just like with Justin, yes, her shirt is tight. It's also a turtleneck. Yeah. And she also has like a 50s housewife haircut. Well, like, th- yeah, that's what I feel like is like they were trying to sex her up a tiny little bit. Right. Just a like, little bit. And just, but, and then they went all out with Diva Talk. Yeah. She's a bad Diva guy. Talks so it's okay. yeah. gear. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a whole different, that's well, a whole well, different well, thing. Mm, we'll get to and David they, Tosh, they, don't they, get it wrong. They, but. And they didn't sex up Tanya for whatever reason, which I'm glad about. But, yes. like, yeah. I, so, I will say, well, though, Kat did look good in this movie. So, like, Mission it's, worth talking, <laughs> it's worth talking about that our introduction to Dustin and our introduction to Catherine in this movie is uh, they're within hell because <laughs> they're, they're on a bus. They're on a bus filled with children singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Over and over and over again, endlessly. And Justin is, is the only sane person on that bus because he's like, I'm not fucking singing this song. <laughs> he deserves this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he fucking deserves this. But I, let me tell you, folks, fine. when I die and inevitably go to hell for being a terrible person, this is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to be trapped in a bus filled with children singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat for the rest of eternity. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, they're singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Justin won't sing and I, and, th- and this I, is the first clue that that both uh Catherine and to a lesser extent tanya because she's in the scene but i don't think she says anything mm-hmm. uh that's the first clue they get that justin is a sad boy mm-hmm. 
Right. So I was going to say, I imagine that this is because of his dad issues, which, if I recall correctly, go through the whole of Turbo. Um, But that isn't really... I don't know that they really link it. I think Justin is just kind of (laughs) whiny. Like, I think that's just sort of the deal. Uh, But anyway, that's it for that scene. It's just an establishing shot. Yeah, that's sort of a problem. He's got real... Justin's got real actual problems because his dad is being shitty to him. Well, he has, his but dad, also they're his so dad's abandoned him and his mom died. Yeah, so right. like, but, but also the show is so vague about what the problem is that it's hard to actually feel sorry for him because you don't understand the stakes. Yeah, I mean we're going to talk about it again in like the next part presumably, but like it, they they kind of try to like say his dad isn't an asshole because because like they're like oh like he left because he's dealing with a lot right now and justin's like i know but like i'm looking forward to seeing him again when like i i think the realistic response would be like yeah i know i also lost my mom and he just left me like what the fuck but they don't they don't want to go there so it doesn't so no cat i will not merrily roll my boat shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) so we then cut to our, or cut, I guess they, they are on their way to the, this martial arts tournament, but it's not a tournament. It's the practice. Yeah. They're just going they're to just, the practice. No, they're just going to the practice to like watch their, cause I mean, like, to be fair, it seems like Kat works at the shelter at, at, at a very least a volunteer degree and they're going to go see their champions practice. Like, so Kat was like, I've got a great idea for a field trip. It's to go see my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, but fine. I said they are the people fighting for the shelter. So they have sure, a little bit. That sure. is true. Um, well, I mean, so, two of them are because Rocky right. has a self-inflicted career-ending injury just now. Yeah, he he jump kicks out of the ring and lands <laughs> square on his back. I don't understand whole, how you can time, accidentally do that. That's not possible. The trainer's saying, like, oh, you guys gotta take it a little bit easy. Like, you're trying too hard. And Rocky's like, I'll show you trying too hard. Jump kick? Oh, fuck. So I want to describe exactly <laughs> yeah, so what happens. He went quarter circle back, and then he went high kick instead of, like, low kick or whatever it is. And that... Wait, yeah, it's fierce kick up. in Street Fighter. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, so, yeah. But before Zach describes exactly what's, what happens, because it's hilarious... In the in the two scenes we have building up to this with Rocky, he's got a real inferiority complex, apparently. Which he has always had. That yeah. is fair. And the thing is, what's about to happen is only going to make that worse. And <laughs> well, I yeah. don't. I doubt he sticks around long enough to really explore that. He, yeah, like he views true. himself as a failure and just not enough. And then he gets hurt, and then he just stops being a Power Ranger, and he just has to dwell on that for the rest of his yeah, life. I, I uh-huh. will say he is in the first three episodes of the Turbo, so we see a little bit more of Rocky. But I have no idea if he's in it up past that because I've not watched more. Uh, so Rocky does a spinning jump kick. Uh, and basically he, you see him make contact with the pad and then we cut over to, they're in like a ring, like a a wrestling ring, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, we cut outside to see the ropes and he goes flying out of the ropes. (laughs) So what that means is like, I was trying, I literally drew this out to try to understand (laughs) what happened. And I, so basically he spun kick the, the pad and I guess he was spinning so hard that, like, the his foot stayed on the pad and the rest of his body kept spinning. And yeah, then it's like flew he bounced off of, of it. And yeah. He ends <laughs> yes. up flying out 
on his back, like with his feet towards the ring and his back towards the ground, and just falls straight on his back, and I guess doesn't break his spine or anything, but hurts himself bad enough that he needs to be put in traction. I mean, he might have his spine broken, dude. Like, I he, mean, he he does show up walking <laughs> again, so he's not that's paralyzed true. Okay, or anything. Sure, but yes, he. Th- it's just kind of funny because this is a kid's movie, and I understand they have to write him out, but the way they've chosen to do it is to have him ha- undergo a horrific injury that yeah. lands him in the hospital. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, none of what he does seems like it should hurt him that bad. He fell down like, I don't know, a meter and a half, two meters maybe on his uh, back. Well, the, the problem on his back, dude. I don't think it you understand hurt. how no, fragile no. humans are. Maybe. <laughs> here's, here's, here's where I actually agree with, with, with Simon. It doesn't feel like he should get hurt because his injuries are realistic, but the way he hurts himself is straight out no. of a cartoon. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's like, true. Like, someone goes flying through the air like that from doing a spin kick, they should land with a boing and just be like, you know, and then, like, some, like, cuckoo sound effect should happen while birds spin around their head. It's like, <laughs> yeah, totally. oh, I guess I did it too hard, fellas. Like Clonk. It, like, it doesn't look like it, he landed on his neck or anything. He landed flat on his back. Like, that. that's, I don't know. Doesn't, it doesn't really sell that he would hurt himself that bad, but they wouldn't want to make it look graphic either. I don't know. Right. Yeah, you don't want to see, like... His, you know, his bone popping out of his foot or anything yeah. like that. They get, like, they get a little graphic with Cat later, so... Well, right. that's true. Uh, so, anyway, uh, thankfully, all the small children get there just in time to see this man hurt himself badly. Yeah, um, taken away and, on a stretcher. <laughs> Great timing. And it's sort of implied that Justin has a special, like, well, I almost had a special friendship with Rocky. Let me try that again. It's almost implied that Justin is friends with Rocky because he specifically is like, oh, my God, Rocky, and, like, runs up to, to Rocky. I, I, to I see think if he's it's okay. just that Justin is, like, the Power Rangers' best friend that we've just never seen before now, and he hangs out with them all the time, so he's their friend? Yeah, no, well, okay, well, well, let me just say, like, a, an explanation for this. Okay, this kid's lost a lot of people in his life recently, and he just saw one of his new friends, who's an adult mentor, get hurt. So true. Can I yeah. can I have a personal gripe? Remember how in the first Power Rangers movie, there's a small child who's their their fun buddy that we never met before, who's their uh-huh. best friend. Yeah, this and is then that. At the end, and then at the end of that movie, he's like, maybe I'll be a Power Ranger someday. And they're like, you will. You'd be a great Power Ranger. You're our best friend. That guy, that guy's dead. This is the <laughs> new one, I guess. It, I understand that that was they were never going to bring that guy back, but it's still well, for the some movie reason wasn't canon. But if it was canon, I would have much it appreciated. It should like, the, just this be the same being... kid, basically, yeah. is what I'm saying. But whatever, well, it's fine. So, so here's a weird thing. This. This whole thing is sort of, it's sort of colored by the fact that like it's been a pretty regular thing in the show for most of its run for the Rangers to just suddenly know a kid. True, that's true. Yes. Uh I feel like they kind of stopped doing that after a little while uh as the seasons went on but like early on in the show that was just a thing that always happened. Is the Rangers just yeah. had a kid friend that they yeah. all knew the name of and the kid knew all of them and and that kid would Never appear again. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to shift gears to like, because if we didn't already know where this movie was going, like, this is how Justin would feel. Like, yeah. we would look at this and be like, oh, okay, it's just another, it's another, the Rangers know a kid. That's mm-hmm. that's the designated a kid for this movie. And for a while, like, 
it's still going to feel like the case because uh, we're, we're going to have this, and then we're going to have the scene in the hospital that we're going to get to in a second. And then Justin's just going to kind of go away for a while before he suddenly becomes incredibly important. Uh, yeah, accurate. So we cut back to Larigo's planet, and then we go under the water and we see a big submarine shaped like a fish. And we go inside there and we meet our villains for the season. Uh, and before I describe them in this version... Pit stop at the car ranger garage. So, the, the villains in this... I hope we this, have a theme for that now. Shift into <laughs> car ranger. <laughs> um, pretty much, we, we meet uh, our characters here, which are Diva Talks. Uh, Rygog and Elgar. There's going to be a new, another member of their, two, of their crew once the actual Turbo series cuts in, but these are the ones they have for this. So in the Sentai, they're members of Bozok, which are like the universal reckless driving tribe of Bozok. Um, I like it. And yeah, and I'll talk about them a bit more, but for now, uh, Elgar is called Zelmodo in the, in the original Car Ranger, and uh, Rygog's called Gynamo. Um, which is a, it's based on dynamo and Zalmoda is a serumota, Japanese word for starter motor. Um, their roles, all three of their roles are much different in Car Ranger. Uh, Zonette is the diva talk stand in. She's not the leader of the group. She's pretty much just like, uh, dynamo's like love interest, kind of. She's kind of like an airheaded, um, needy girl. And who just wants to see the Earth explode because it's fun. And Gynamo's the leader, Rygog. Um, That's the big blue guy? Yeah, the big blue guy, Rygog, who's Gynamo in the the Car Ranger, is the leader of the Bozok clan. With Zelmoda, or Elgar, as his uh, second-in-command. And while this makes Rygog seem like the more competent one, in Car Ranger, Zelmoda's kind of the more competent one. Like, Zelmoda's a lot cooler in Car Ranger. And this, they make him, like, a smithering idiot. Yeah, if you don't, like, like, follow Power Rangers, uh, like, uh, fandom, I guess, Elgar, who is, is, is who Emily is talking about, is, like, a widely considered one of the most hated, like, second-in-command characters. He's, so, he's kind of the competent general in Car Ranger. Yeah, and in while this, Rygar, he's just... Well, while the, the Rygog equivalent is, like, the actual leader, and the Divatox equivalent is just a girl. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of glad they made her the leader in this oh, version. Yeah, sure. Because, like, she's, that's not a, like, she definitely has a bigger position of power rather than just being, like, a whiny, airheaded well, girl who demands things all the time. And I, I think it's a good idea because... Uh, it's nice to have the woman be in charge. I think we can all agree with that. But B, uh, it's the one like humanoid character that's not wearing a big mask, so she can do more acting. Like yeah. if yeah, you, totally. you have your main villain be the one who's she, yeah, she's the actually... actual first, uh, I guess, American villain in Power Rangers who is human and like speaking with her own voice and stuff. It's kind of. That that part of it is nice. Well, oh, I guess that's true because Rita was always dubbed even after they switched yeah. actresses. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. They are very clearly just trying to do Rita again, and she's like I a really like different. Diva Talks so far. But yeah. like, yeah, it is very clear that they're just like, what if we just do Rita but a little different? She's and super as, as petty, I, like Rita yeah. could be. 
she's uh, you know as I mentioned earlier though she's a lot more sexed up than Rita. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. like she's she's got she's got her boobs pushed up and like with a serious cleavage. Yeah, from, from and, what and, I remember, she's like more sexed up in this movie than she is in the series. After this, yeah, I I, I think the she still has cleavage in the series. I think the major difference is her, her she doesn't have the belly showing in the series. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing so, is she's she's got basically uh she has a corset but the. The the like stomach part of the corset isn't pulled together all the way, it's so exposed. you've got you've got the cleavage and then also belly. So and then she's got a big cape and kind of a half mask. I like I like Diva Tox's look. She's very fun. Although uh, something that's going to be weird as we go forward. So I, I did look this up because I wanted to know because I remembered there being a weird thing with her actress, and I tried to find out what it was. Yeah, and what it is is so the actress for her in this movie, pretty much right when they start making the show proper, goes on maternity leave. Yeah. A different actress comes in to play Diva Talks oh, for the first right. twenty for the first twenty episodes of Turbo, and then this lady comes back for the last twenty five episodes so of weird. Turbo. Yeah, you're it's right. Very, I, I forgot I, about I that. I will say I didn't. I've watched first three episodes of Turbo, and I didn't notice. And I'm, I feel kind of bad. I think they deliberately went with an actress who like looked a lot like the first one for obvious mm. reasons. Yeah, I, I think I don't remember which one it is, but one of them also plays the new mentor that comes in and gonna replace Zordon for the duration of Turbo. Spoiler alert! Oh. But, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, so here's the other thing is, like, Divatox is – it's weird to me that they they returned this lady to the role. Like, it's not that crazy to me that it was like, okay, well, she got pregnant, and we have to fucking make the show, like, now. We can't wait, so we have to get somebody else. But then it's weird that they were like, okay, now, thanks, thanks, goodbye, though. We're getting back the first lady. I don't know. That's just weird to me. Um, but yeah, so she's got a cool look. We, in this scene, she basically yells at, uh, Elgar, uh, for which, okay, so Rygog is this big blue guy. He looks kind of like, uh, he has like a nautical theme, I guess. His, but he has like, like little big fucking World of Warcraft pauldrons on his. Yes. Yeah, and he's his head is like small in the middle of the, the like head part. And yeah. I like that design. He, he very much continues the King Mondo tradition of, at least in the Sentai, having the head dude having a costume that's like really big and imposing, but also the actor can't fucking move. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then Elgar looks like a fucking cone head. Like yep. he's... He doesn't I, have a great look. He looks like Mac tonight. Yes, Mac like, tonight. Like, mixed I, with I, the I, I mentioned I like Zelmoda a lot more in Car Ranger, but he still doesn't have the best look. No. Like he he's kind of weird looking. He's lame looking. I don't like his voice. Uh, I understand sucks. why they made him the bumbling one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So in any case, uh, Divatox is like you guys fucked up. You lost. Uh, uh, you know, you lost Larigo. I'm pissed at you. She pops out a Wolverine claw yep. out of her like gauntlet it's... and cut cuts Elgar's hand off. And I guess Elgar's a robot? Question mark. <laughs> I would have said Assassin's Blade, but yeah, sure. Sure, Wolverine. yes, totally. It is. Like, it is like an Assassin's Blade, but it's on the back of her wrist instead of the underside. It's also kind of hooked for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she chopped off Elgar's hand, who I guess is a robot? Question mark. He's uh, a not... cyborg, probably. He just has like. Cybernetic implants because they didn't sure. want to have him. They wanted him, her to cut his hand off, but not have like blood everywhere. So they it's just, just made funny. him a cyborg. It's just funny because <laughs> Rygog just like it just has the hand then, and he's just like here, have it back, whatever. Yeah, and Elgar is like he doesn't like that his hand is gone, but he's not super disturbed <laughs> by it. He's like, oh no, 
Damn it. He's like, oh, not again. Yeah. There, yeah, there's a thing in the show and in a lot of, like, cheap sci-fi where, like, the villains can be regularly destroyed and dismantled because, like, all the evil people have, like, artificial parts and stuff. And, mm-hmm. boy, howdy, we could take a lot of time unpacking that. But, like, yeah, yeah it's it's a thing. Uh, my favorite... um. My my favorite part of this scene is the Piranatrons who like elbow each other and, and laugh yep. when he gets his hand cut off. That's <laughs> yeah, basically that's my good. favorite part. Uh just in the background. Um we then see uh Divatox open this little like uh I guess it's like her jewelry box, which is fine, except that it's like in the middle of the floor of their submarine, which seems like a weird place to keep all your accessories, but okay, fine. Listen, what girl's got to get her accessories when she needs them? <laughs> and she Diva talks needs to bed. Oh wait, is that no? It's not that yet. Sorry. No, this is her. Like she reapplies lipstick, and then she reaches over and pulls this weird like moray eel out yeah, of it's her, her it's bucket. Her, her eely. Yeah, her pet gold right there. Her pet what? Stargate reference. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and she's like, come to mommy. Yes, give mommy a kiss. <laughs> uh, and this is when she But the actress her- also looks like she's a little disgusted by it, because she's like, it's- she's saying give mommy a kiss, but she's also raising her head up away from yeah. it, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, this is uh It's a prop this is, though, to be clear. It's not like well, an actual yeah, sorry, eel. it's not it's a shitty eel puppet. But yeah, this is when we get the plot uh or her plot, which is that she's going to take quote unquote what is most precious to Larigo, which is uh his family, I guess. And she needs Larigo we already kinda of explained in the in the beginning, but she needs Larigo to to uh un- to get her hubby. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, well, it said that in the crawl, but yes, she yeah, needs his Yeah, key. I was just reminding. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. So, we see uh, Larigo landing in the Sahara. Not the Sahara, sorry, the Savannah. And a bunch of animals. We get, uh, like, caribou and giraffes and stuff. Yeah, he, he, falls, he specifically falls into stock footage of animals that, that's in not Africa. A, that's not a caribou, buddy. What's a caribou? Caribous are, like, in Canada. Oh, are they? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know anything about animals. These are yaks, I guess? Is that new? Well, like they might be gazelles. Ones. Gazelles? 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 Gazelle? Gazelle. That's it. Thank you. That's what mm-hmm. I meant. That thing. Yes, gazelles. Uh, so, but yeah, so he lands in a bird's nest. and these These puppet baby birds in the nest that he lands in are just as creepy as he is. Oh, yeah. So, so I missed the stock footage of Africa, and when you see these puppet baby birds, I was like, oh, I guess he's on another alien planet. Because nope. if you told me these are supposed mm. to be Earth birds, <laughs> I don't believe you, basically. He uh, I don't hate in these Africa. puppets, honestly. I think they're kind of funny. But, I mean, yeah. they're kind of mm. cute, but they it's don't look like why, birds. Why have fake puppet birds? If, like, it, it's it's not even a minute long. It, they don't do anything. Why this? They, well, they, they, they peck at, um, uh, Larigo's at his feet. feet until Largo very comically falls out. And I think it's supposed to be dramatic because they do this, like, slow mobile shit uh-huh. while he's falling. But I just started laughing. <laughs> so if any of our listeners or, or, or anyone on the panel has ever watched any of the Chucky movies or Child's Play <laughs> movies. Yeah. I also the- like how the birds, like, peek a over and say, like, oh, he kissed he fell. <laughs> right. So the best thing about those movies, because I watched a bunch of them a while back, is is realizing that when Chucky 
has to like go flying through the air because he is thrown or because there's an explosion. It's not like when you have a human who is like put in a harness and pulled backwards or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's a puppet. So you just literally throw a puppet. And the second <laughs> that it like it's not being puppeteered, it's just a limp thing. Mm-hmm. And that's well, what they happens. Also, they probably have a stunt puppet that's not as a stunt puppet. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, not as, like, expensive and right, as many totally. parts. Like, so yeah. when Larigo falls out of its tree, it's just watching a big floppy stuffed animal fall out of a tree in slow motion. <laughs> and it's really funny. Um, I so, mean, you're a kitty! Yes. And then he, like, rolls down the hill for a while, and it's so silly. And <laughs> then, yes, then we see a big lion, and Larigo's like, oh, it's that looks cute. fun. Uh, what, what I thought he was going to do, because he starts, like, raising a hand and putting it, and the lion starts m- slowly moving forward. Doesn't really look like it's going to attack. I thought he was, like, communing with it. But no, he just scares it with a big firecracker yeah. spell. Also, <laughs> the the lion, like, they take really good care to never have the lion come anywhere close to the same shot as Larigo. It's really obvious that uh, the, the, the scene is badly staged. I'm sorry. Yes. The art of cinema is not present here. Well, they, they have they have an over-the-shoulder shot of Larigo looking sure. at the lion, but yeah. that could just be superimposed. And I, I do believe know. they at least got a real lion to shoot this scene, which is where some more of that 8 million went to, I guess. But yeah. And the firecracker <laughs> yeah. is like CG, so no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Of course. Of course. There is, there's mm-hmm. a, I have to imagine a pretty significant chunk of the budget for this went to train animals, both for this and yeah, for something we're going to get later. to. Chimps um, and a snake. A snook. Oh, yeah, that's right. A snook. Uh, so, yeah, at this point, we cut back to the command center. Well, I guess We're we cut to the command center. Alpha looks all shiny and new. Yep, Alpha that's looks nice. new look for the series. Weirdly, Zordon looks like shit, and I can't Zordon's, figure out why. Yeah, I don't know why they, they made his face look so much worse. They got, like, a three-quarter shot of him, which we never saw any of in the series, because they always <laughs> frame also- him the same. It's it's not only a three quarter shot. It's a three quarter shot where his head's up high and he's looking down at Alpha. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And like clearly, <laughs> the, the image of his head is like stretched weird because like his ear is all the way on the back of his skull. It's really weird looking. Also, mm-hmm. he doesn't. His mouth does. Like his head and mouth do not move as he speaks. Which mm-hmm. obviously it was just like a loop in the show, but mm-hmm. it. I don't know. He looks worse for some reason. It, it's even if shit didn't sync up, you still got the. It, he still moved, and it, you could just, if you were being charitable, you could get the sense that, like, oh, it didn't line up because of distortion, because he's in a time warp or whatever. Like, you could buy that, but in this, he just doesn't, it's just, it's a still picture, basically. Right. Uh, I will say this, I do love that this movie continues the tradition of Alpha 5 looking fucking great every time he appears in the cinema. Oh, yeah. That is true, yeah, he looks nice. Uh, so, at this point, we get, um, uh... Basically, so, yeah. Hey, Larigo, or some some power has landed on Earth, so we're gonna scout it out and find it. I mean, they know they know it's Larigo. They okay, I couldn't name. remember if they if they knew him at that yeah. point. Um, just for the cut- listeners, me and Michael have subtitles, so we will be correcting Zach every now. And yeah, what I mean. <laughs> uh, so I, cut- I do like. So I, I do want to stop for a second. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And talk about the fact that again, Larigo is not Zordon's friend. Larigo is Alpha's friend. Uh, and this show doesn't. The show has established that Alpha Five has a history before pairing up with Zordon, but it doesn't like to go into it very much. And this makes me wonder because I'm me. Uh, 
does Larigo know the grandpa from Masked Rider? <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. They, I, they, they, they all went to the same poker night. Yeah, yes, this, I, guess. I remember Alpha supposedly was built by the the king from the planet that Masked Rider yeah, comes Ma- from. Masked Rider's grandpa. Who's yeah. yeah. Uh, even though I wish the planet, I wish Eden I could remember the grandpa's name. Other. Yeah. I don't care what the grandpa's name is, because that was a trash show. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, the, here's the thing. That grandpa's still canon in the series, because like, uh-huh. sure. he, he, he showed up in the Power Rangers comics. I'm uh, sure he's going to show up again in the show. Yep, totally. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Listen, don't take this from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Michael. Uh, so, at this point, uh, we see Justin in the in Rocky's hospital room to say hello to him, and Justin basically fucking sneaks in because yeah, he's like he doesn't try to wake Rocky up. Most and contrived when- thing ever because if he's at the hospital in the first place, who's he with? He should be legitimately visiting his friend, but he's sneaking in there and hides under the bed when the rest of the Power Rangers show yeah, I up. Yeah, I guess I guess he snuck out of the shelter maybe, but they don't they don't build any of us up at all. He just shows it's, up. It's weird. And then like hides. he shouldn't he shouldn't feel the need to hide when the other Rangers start coming in. He should just be like. Oh hey guys, no. I came to see Rocky. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's it it just seems like I don't know, he was going to steal some shit from Rocky and he got caught. I don't it's it they just needed a reason for him to see the Power Rangers teleporting away for him to figure it out and also to replace Rocky. It's 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 really thrown together just to justify right. his presence in the story so, at this point. So the other Rangers all show up to to wish Rocky well, and they're like, I'm sorry, we love you. The doctor says you're going to make a full recovery. It's great. Oh, uh, you can't you can't forget that that Tommy walks in with this novelty giant yeah, card, giant fucking it's card. It's amazing. Adam has some balloons which he just lets loose, like up on the, the 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 ceiling, and it's 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 a weird scene, I guess. When when this came up in the movie, Cassie's like, "If I ever am in the hospital, you have to get me a giant novelty card like that." It's very good. <laughs> uh, so at this point, they um they are like, "We we know you're going to get better," and then they get a call from Zordon. Uh, He's and- like, "I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to get better in time for the competition." Oh right, yes, the sorry. shelter is doomed. Yeah, and, and of course. They're not really concerned about most of the children. They're just specifically like, "Oh, Justin's not going to be happy." Like never right. mind all the other kids who were on that bus. This is where we learn Justin's mother has passed away, um, and then uh, yeah, we get the call from Zordon, and Zordon explains what's happening, and they say we'll be right there. Uh, and Rocky, we, we should actually be really explicitly clear because I, I don't know if we have been. Justin is hiding under Rocky's hospital bed. Yes, which I don't think is a thing you can actually do with hospital beds because no. I think there's a ton of equipment under there. Yeah, those things yeah. are made to fold in a hundred different ways. It's this this That space is full of shit. Yeah. As someone who spent a month in the in the hospital this year and just got surgery done, yeah, they're pretty sturdy down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, at this point, the Power Rangers teleport away, which I don't know why they keep doing this, but in the movies, they, I, I guess, decide that show teleportation effect is bad and shitty. I mean, um, to be fair, I kind of like the movie teleportation effect. It's, it's mm-hmm. fine, except that I don't know why it also is accompanied by, like, a ton of, like, lightning and flashing lights and stuff. And then they teleport, and when they're moving through the air together, it looks like the More You Know logo 
from that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's just, it's kind of funny. But yeah, so now Justin knows that they're the Power Rangers. He comes out from under the bed and Rocky's like, Justin, did you hear all that? And he's like, you're all the Power Rangers. And that's all we, that's all the build up. I wish he was like, it. no. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> Honestly, that would have been super in character for Rocky for him to just go, uh, n- no. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. Like, I mean, maybe that's just wishful thinking because I wanted more Rocky in this movie. But, uh, yeah, and what's fucking weird is for a long chunk of the runtime, this is the last we see of, of Justin. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gonna, Zordon's gonna recruit him and all this stuff. And there's no, but like, we don't no see Zordon of, recruit him. We don't see what happened yeah. for him to get to the command center. We don't see anything about that. I'm good. I want to talk about it a bit later, but. I have a bit of a script doctor in here that I want to talk about to fix well, what, this, but... I feel like the thing that bugs me the most about it isn't just that we don't see it, because on the one hand, I kind of get them wanting to make Justin's reveal a bit of a surprise for the kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, th- there's, a, there's, it's just with the timeline of the movie, shit is just going to start happening so rapid fire... It just doesn't seem like there is a free moment for Zordon to be like, Yeah, kid, okay, sure. Uh, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and then we'll talk about the coolest thing in the Power Rangers Turbo movie, the cool new toys for kids to buy. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Hi, it's me, Ava. And me, Michelle. We're the hosts of Thesaurus Wrecked, and our goal is to kiss the thesaurus goodbye. Every episode, we take five sets of synonyms and give them unique definitions. No more need for thesauruses. Just tune into our new podcast on AudioEntropy.com to listen to words wage gladiatorial combat. We're going to make thesaurus go extinct. All right. So, uh, now we just get a, basically an exposition dump. Um, Zordon says, yeah, you gotta go find Larigo. There's a bad lady. Her name is Divatox. She wants the key, and he's on the planet, but the sun hurts him. It's all stuff we've kind of gone over already. Um, They're gonna give them these power boxes! <laughs> right, so that's what I was getting to. Uh, Zordon tells Tommy and Kat to go, and that uh, Adam and... Uh, uh, Tanya are going to stay at the at the command center for some reason. Um, well, and- so it, Adam basically volunteers him and Tanya for staying right the fuck here duty. Yeah, which is is usually the opposite of what happens. Is is usually like Zordon or Tommy or somebody like somebody go. I'll go. You guys stay here. But no, Adam's just like I'd better stay here just in case. Yep. Yeah. Also, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't want to. So Zordon says, you know, it could be dangerous, so I want you to take your power boxes. Um, they run over to this little, like, door that opens into basically a space closet. The armory. And the f- so the funniest part of this to me is that you can see everyone else's power box. Like, you see a green and yellow and yep. and blue one that never get used, to my knowledge. They're just <laughs> yeah. later. there. Like, oh, they, they do all okay, wear the gotcha. power boxes on the yeah. island. I'm not okay. sure if it ever gets used after this movie, but I'm pretty sure they were just introduced so we could sell I them. I hope not. 
basically their space backpacks. Because they they're so goofy. They're 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 space backpacks. They've got like food and a compass and other stuff, and that's all fine. Um, the question a cyber I have, canteen, which we'll get to. Oh yeah, cyber cyber canteen. The question I have uh, is why don't they use their fucking superpowers instead of this? <laughs> and that question is going to happen a couple times because we've talked about it before. I think. But one of the biggest problems with this movie is nothing happened to the Zeo powers. So, like... Well, it's not that nothing happened to the Zeo powers. Because, honestly, like, I'm okay with, like, Parnish just saying, like, here's some new powers that's better than your old ones. Take our word for it. Like, I'm not going to be one of the, the one of those, like, people screaming about, like, but the Zeo crystals always get stronger. Why would you throw yeah. them away? It's a fucking TV show based on the toy line. Whatever. The new powers are better. Just go with it. It's the fact that there are so many problems throughout this movie before they get the turbo powers that could have been easily solved yeah. if they just used the powers they right. had. Right. It's, uh-huh. it's genuinely like they forget that they can do it. Like, it's it's silly, and they, it's they really a, they frustrating. They do a nod to it, and then don't mention it again ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. Um... So anyway, they take these power boxes. They they look silly. Well, I was uh, gonna say one more thing about power boxes, I guess, is that like a lot of times in Power Rangers, they'll be like, "Here's a random gizmo you got to use for this episode." And so like, at first, I was like, "Whatever, I guess this is the random gizmo." But then they have them on for the entire movie, like they're trying to push them, and I'm like, "Oh, yep. okay." Cool. Well, they probably were trying to push them. I bet those things were in stores, and they were trying yes. to get the kids yes. to buy them as backpacks and whatever. Do you think so? Because I've literally, I have no memory of this being a toy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking this up. Uh, Power Rangers power boxes, like uh, it's turning on Wikipedia and Ranger Wiki. Nothing else. I bet, I bet they set it up for a toy, and then someone was like, "It's a, it's a box." <laughs> like what? Is, what is? <laughs> I mean, if Star Wars could do it in 1977, don't see why not. It's just very silly. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's you, when you Google it, the images you get are uh, of the fucking the power box for the movie and then the boxes you can buy with gotcha shit in it for the fighting game. So Great. there you go. Um, it's so weird because they put they th- it really feels like toyetic. Like it really feels like, oh, yeah. this is th- this is part of the hot shit. Like. Fuck it. Like, you would think, like, oh, it's Power Rangers Turbo uh, action figures with Power Box accessory or something. But no. Also, it's just such a bad name, you guys. Like, really? Like, they're backpacks. Why don't you just call them the Power Packs? Yeah. It rolls off the tongue so much better. Yeah, Yeah, Power Packs a lot better. Maybe Power Pack Um, was used by something else at the time. Who knows? So anyway, uh, they 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 take these power backpacks and then teleport to uh, to Africa, and I just don't like saying that sentence, but there they, that's what happens. Uh, we see Larigo again. Oh right, uh, I I do want to bring this up. Uh, I I I think it was Jordan. That's that's who Dory Mingu is on Twitter, right? Yeah, yes, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, uh, actually brought up that like. When I was talking about the Rangers going to Africa and all the trouble that they had there, he actually came up and said, oh, if only the Rangers knew someone in Africa. (laughs) Mm. That's true. That's, yeah, fair point. 
you know, they also and, and have listen, someone like, on their team who lived in Africa for a significant amount of yeah. time. And like, no, but I used to there listen, now. A- Africa's a big place. We get it. Yeah. But like, they have teleporters. Well, it's, especially since they're about to bring two other Power Rangers back for this movie, but not Aisha, who lives there. So, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Anyway, um, Larigo is wandering around. He sees some chimpanzees. They the chimpanzees like walk up to him and they th- are like they throw a rock at him and then they surround him and I thought this scene was gonna go very differently. Yeah, the, the chimpanzees <laughs> tear him apart. He dies. The end. <laughs> the chimpanzee who throws a rock at Larigo is the most relatable character in the film. They start like leading him away, and I do have to say, very well trained chimpanzees. Nice work. Because uh, you couldn't train me to go up and put my arm around this fucking freaky ass uh, scary thing. Uh, so, he kind of yeah. looks like a monkey, so maybe they think that it's another monkey. Eric, can I don't you think just put some that Larigo babblings in mm. here? Or if you just want to make the noises yourself, that's also fine. I don't care. There is a besides besides Larigo's babbling. There also is this random chimp noises playing. <laughs> oh, that's right. I put so I put a note here. Here's the other thing: the music that plays whenever Larigo is on screen is like la 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 la. It's so creepy and weird, and I don't understand why. It's that's his it's pseudo spiritual, like fucking uh, new age music, right? Kind of a, they kind of go for a pseudo tribal thing, like mystical thing, and it's it's no. Yeah, we cut back to Divatox's uh, submarine, and I don't remember what happens in this. I think that's where we, she goes to Earth. At this can point, we right? can can right. we say we cut back to the shark from now on? We cut back to the shark. Cut back to uh, the shark. Yep. Yeah, back to the shark and the shark. You're right. This is where the shark. It, this it is where the shark jumps. Yes, it does. They <laughs> Power Rangers. It teleports uh, to Earth, which is great. Well, I, d- um, I do like the fact that they're that they're like, oh, we get we got to go to Earth, and and Elgar's like, what that fucking lint trap of a planet? Fuck <laughs> off! I want to do more piratey stuff. Haven't you heard about Zed and Rita and the Machine Empire? They all went there. It didn't go well for them. Oh well. It it's funny because I actually. Here's the thing. When he said lint trap, I actually misheard the line at first. I thought he said, like, death trap. And I was like, holy shit, Earth has a reputation as a place where supervillains dare not tread. <laughs> yeah, which would be a really good. fun thing to, to, to for the story to, to, to do yeah, something with. But no. Cool. I get the feeling that, that, that Earth in Power Rangers lore occupies a similar space that Earth does in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Which is, like... It's both a backwater and the most important planet in the universe at the same time, yep. which is sort of um, the impression I get from this. What, one thing I like from this scene is that uh, um, Diva Talk starts going off about the flames of destruction, and I wanted Silver to show off and be like, I'm here for the Iblis Trigger! I believe his name is Jason Scott! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we cut to a baseball game, and we see that Bulk and Skull are inexplicably cops again. I guess for uh-huh. some reason, for like nothing, 
not nothing at the end of the Zio fucking finale mattered at, at all. The, at the baseball <laughs> stadium in France, where there's hot dogs and American cops playing baseball, not or watching baseball. I guess. I mean, it's but not France. They they just, they just didn't go to France, right? Or if they did, yeah. they that's don't, what I'm they getting at. There's no it. baseball stadiums in France. <laughs> the the Angel Grove Lions are playing against the something something question mark all stars which <laughs> boy that's a power that's a power move if you just name your baseball team the all stars by the way maybe uh, the, maybe for some reason the all like national league all stars are playing against one minor league team for some reason <laughs> that would be pretty destroying funny. them completely yeah. it's like a massacre out there i like maybe maybe this is like how the nfl keeps attempting to have foot, uh, american football games in london like sure. maybe this is just an American baseball game in Paris for some <laughs> reason, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. fills a stadium out of Frenchmen desperate to watch some baseball. Apparently, yeah. But so uh, Lieutenant Stone is there as well, and he's also a cop again. And he just drops a line that's like, "Now I don't need to tell you guys how lucky we are to have gotten another chance to be cops." And Bulk and Skull are making the most of their uh, reacquired copdom by robbing a laborer. They just find the hot dog salesman <laughs> and just take his shit. I mean, they're being cops right now. Why couldn't they just keep being private eyes? I mean, and so they, they're only going to be cops for this movie, even. None of them are going to be cops when it comes time for the series, so why does it's, it matter? Well, well, they're cops for like a minute, and then stuff happens. Yeah, It's really funny to me, because it's not like... It's not like they've ever been good cops when they were cops, and they did try to arrest the mayor that one time, but... I don't ever remember them just stealing from citizens previously as cops. Like, well, th- this is th- 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 now they've been trained properly. Is the thing. civil right. asset forfeiture of this hot dog? It's it's an oxymoron the term good cop, but sure, yeah, yeah. go off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like previously, they've never been displayed as like openly corrupt, and no, in this scene, they just. They just walk up to a, a hot dog uh, vendor and take his hot dogs. Like they yeah, just like they drop a light about you. like, oh, it's for your safety, citizen. We need to inspect. Yada yada yada. But it's very clearly like they don't even care about what they're saying. Do, do, the stupid thing is like, like Emily said, they're only going to be cops very very briefly. They're going to get abducted by aliens. Spoiler in like two minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And like they could have just gotten abducted on their way to France. Right. Yeah. Like, they could have just gone think- to the dock to. Do you think Balkan Skull got on the plane towards France, took off, and then in this cosmic snow globe universe that is Angel Grove, landed back in Angel Grove and didn't realize anything was weird? Yeah, it's like how it's like how the uh, flat earthers say that when you take a plane to Australia, they just turn it around halfway. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Of what, like, and like, what, okay, like, we talked about it, but what happens in Turbo is they they get turned into chimps, and Lieutenant Stone has to take care of them. I think priv- a private eye who works with two chimps is way more interesting than a cop that does. I mean, even he's disregarding not, our by a cab stance. He's not going to be a private eye. He's going to be Ernie, right? That's what happens in Turbo. Yeah, yes, but he's a, yeah. he is a cop at the beginning of Turbo, so I don't know how long it takes him to be Ernie. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so they talk for a while with Lieutenant Stone. Uh, at some point, Skull drops it, drops his hot dog, and is just holding a hot dog bun that he puts. He tries to put mustard on. I don't know why they, he didn't just put the hot dog back in the bun if it fell, because it's not like he eats it on screen anyways. But yeah, maybe maybe Skull doesn't want hot dogs. Maybe he just wants a bun with mustard. But he in starts it. putting mustard on it when there is a hot dog in the bun. Yeah, and then there isn't. 
And then, uh, you know, Lieutenant Stone just says, like, do your job, basically. There's some banter. And then uh, Skull... He tells them to meet him, uh, to, to come relieve him from the post somewhere. Like, I think it says it's like a dance competition. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, like, he right. wants them to be somewhere at a specific time later that night. And then Skull salutes while still holding the bottle of uh, uh, mayonnaise. Not mayonnaise. Mustard. Uh, mustard. And he oh, the hits hot it dog's on his back in the bun at the very end there. I didn't. And he hits that. it on his head, <laughs> and he shoots mustard all over Lieutenant Stone. Hilarious. Which there he just tries to clean off with the. Yeah, hot dog. and the funny part is Lieutenant Stone asks Bulk for a napkin, and Bulk says, "Nope, I already have some." That's the that's the one good joke. Yep. I liked that part a lot. Yep. It's very stupid. Also, there's a part uh, where he says, "I don't like to repeat myself." I don't like to repeat myself, and Bulk goes, "You just did." <laughs> <laughs> Um, we cut back to Africa. There's a, there's a few gags in this movie that I think genuinely land. A it's couple of fine. Them I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's, it's there's one yeah. later that really made me lose it. And we'll, we'll, we won't get there in this part, but we'll get there. Uh, so at this point, we cut back to Africa. We see Tommy using his Game Boy and, SP. Uh, yeah, and and Cat <laughs> is. Um, I guess she decides she didn't need this much makeup for Africa, and then she. Just has less makeup for the rest of the movie. Yeah, regular, you know, re- you know your your hiking makeup. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're track. So he's using his Game Boy to track the signal that they think is Larago. Um, and I mean, Zach's not, Zach's not just goofing around. This thing looks like a fucking DS, like the old yes. school DS. DS yep. is what I meant. It's the clamshell gray DS. Yep. Yep. But um, bigger, which is already bigger. impressive because that was pretty big. Cut to the command center. Uh, they say, "Oh shit! Now we sense a bad thing, and it's probably why Larago fled. Whatever it is, it's got an evil energy." Uh, I don't think they know who Divatox is at this point. There's a lot of like both the good guys and the bad guys in this movie having not quite knowing what they're seeing on the radar, but still knowing that something is there. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Something is coming. Zach kind of said earlier, like, oh, Diva Talks, but they don't actually know what Diva Talks yet. Yeah, Raiders uh, you're right. I, I was wrong. Um, it's, I just didn't think it was important enough to correct you, but now, yeah, it gets brought up, so. But yeah, it's interesting um, that they choose to not have Zordon just know everything. Like, with Ivanus, he knew everything about Ivanus. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a weird mystery. And this isn't really a mystery. He just doesn't know who this is. Like, it's not in his knowledge sphere, I guess. Um, she knows about him, though, which is weird. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about that because her level of knowledge makes no sense. But we cut to Balkan Skull, uh, who are – I was glad to see the motorcycle with the sidecar mm-hmm. in the movie. Thank you. Uh, and they are waiting for Lieutenant Stone at, like, a crosswalk somewhere, basically, No, they're, the they're they're on their way to where they're supposed to be Lieutenant Stone, but they got lost because they're Balkan Skull. Because they are Balkan Skull. They get abducted by aliens. Uh, After which, crashing it into a, a bait shop that has a box that just says smelly old bait, which is pretty uh-huh. good. Yeah, I, like, it's, like, this is actually a, a surprisingly long sequence of, uh, it's not that long, but it's way longer than it feels like it ought to be, of Bulkin's called, you know, losing control of the motorcycle and crashing into the bait shop before getting abducted. Uh, also, from the moment they get abducted, their hair is painted gray, and I don't know if we're ever given a reason why that happens. No, uh, I don't um, think I guess, so. so. I guess we got to mention that, like, one of the things they need to get this 
you know, demon-like creature out, which I already forgot the name of. Um, uh, Malagor. Malagor. They need, like, uh, uh, two humans, one who's pure and one who, one of strength, is what they well, say. Well, they, they say purity and strength for both of them. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, and, 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 and they, Elgar... That, that's why they abduct Balkan Skull, but they realize that they're not really up for it. Yeah, Elgar, Elgar, like, looks at, at the Earth and is like, okay, who's pure and strong on this planet? These two fuckers will do. Yeah. Well, maybe they saw them in the intergalactic, uh, you know, they saw them beat ass at that arena when they got (laughs) captured. So they were like, I wish that was brought up, and that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they get abducted. Uh, We cut back to Tommy and Kat. They're still looking around. I think it's at this point that Tommy is like, the signal's getting weak. That must mean he's hurt or, or something like that. Um, because they're again trying to to find him because the the sun's now they're uh, they're both sweaty and wet yep. right yep. so so it's time to take a hit off the cyber canteen uh, <laughs> a very tiny canteen yeah. that isn't gonna help them that much it's a <laughs> tiny can of water it's like the size of a v8 single serving can that's it's the, it's the size of a soda can like she pushes it out of tommy's pack and it pops out I guess the cyber part of it is that it holds a lot more water than it looks like it can because she keeps taking swigs of this yeah, thing I guess and then Tommy takes a water few. water in there or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But like, it just looks like a soda can and just it's weird. And it, it pops out of the backpack with a noise, yep. like just some real sci-fi noises for sci-fi reasons, I guess. It's very silly. Yeah, and it's And the cat it's takes goofy. a sit down and starts trying to rest, but Tommy notices that She's not alone. There's a snake. There is a snake. And I gotta say, they're really concerned about this snake, and it's not like it isn't dangerous, but it it is a constrictor. It's not like she can't run away and then not, and not get. And if she even if she got bit, she'd be like relatively okay. They aren't poisonous, but they act like this is like uh, on my count of three, jump away. And or the then, snakes, yeah. Yeah, well, they're not going to use a vet. It, it, this is the thing with all, you know, scary snakes in movies, really, because they're not going to use a venomous snake in a stunt. So they're always using constrictors, but treating them like they're venomous. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so she jumps away on the count of three, does a combat roll off the cliff, which is a very Dark Souls <laughs> moment. Yeah. The funniest <laughs> shit in this whole movie. It's so funny. Uh, She's like, ah, oh, snake. Oh, thank God. Whoa! And then, <laughs> and then Jason, I mean, sorry, uh, I said I was about to say Jason, David Frank, Tommy starts wrestling with a toy snake, which uh-huh. is so good. Catherine <laughs> is dangling off a branch that is slowly breaking. And this is actually a really hilarious thing about Power Rangers to bring attention to. But like, as she's on the branch, she keeps letting go with one hand, does the, like the finger twist. Like yep. the, like the the wrist the flick wrist, that they have yeah. to do before they morph, and then she grabs back on again, and then does it with the other hand, and it's like it really calls attention to the fact that actually the really long sequence of fucking interpretive dancing that the Rangers have to do before they morph yeah. is a real liability. It's yeah, a, right? they, have, they have somatic components. Like, the, they, it's maybe like that's D&D. why grabbing them by the arms is so effective. They just can't right. do their thing when they well, do that. If you were playing like literally. They can't morph if their hands are bound. Right. Because of the way that they're... I mean, they do sometimes anyway because the show doesn't care about its own rules. But Mm -hmm. according to the way that they morph, 
they need both hands free. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, she is trying to morph. You see the Xeonizer there, and she just can't quite get it, uh, and then eventually slips uh, and yep. lets go. So so the thing about the semantic components reminds me that like the the this movie structurally feels a lot like someone trying to summarize their tabletop campaign. It does <laughs> sort of because yeah. each each like set piece is structurally and in terms of causality completely unrelated to what came before. It's a stream of conscious. Yes. Like this, the fact that we're in the jungle right now is like, once we leave, that will never matter again. Nope. So I want to say a couple things real quick in a row here, because this pisses me off. Like I, I was frustrated when I was watching this scene and I thought about it more and more and I got more and more pissed. Here's why Uh, she tries to morph. She can't. That's Mm -hmm. fine. She lets go. She tries to morph in midair. And then there's a couple things to note. One, for some reason, it takes a really long time. Like the morph is like going down her body. Yeah. Sort of. You also miss the part where her Xeonizer gets stuck on the branch and she falls without it. And then it catches up to her and she grabs it. Yeah. And then, but also, like, the fact that it takes a while runs completely counter to what we've seen, because, like, we've seen rangers morph just by doing a flip. Like, it should not take this much time. Yeah. We've talked I about mean, it before, I get that but she's, it usually seems... she's, like, maybe falling in slow motion, but, like, eh. Yeah. It usually and, seems like it yeah. runs on Sailor Moon rules where, like, time stops while they're doing it, but, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. It also looks bad. It's like yep. a bad special effect because that's not how they normally do it. They had to put a like filter over her or something to make it look that way. Also, also, it it like it fizzles when she yep. hits the water and doesn't she, work. Well, she breaks her leg when she hits the water. Right. And, and, and when you take damage, you're canceled out of a morph. It's actually a really high-level technique you can use to your advantage. Where she failed her concentration mm. roll, so she couldn't continue it through damage. Now, <laughs> I think it's just that, it's, it's, you know, McFly doesn't go on water unless he got power is what's right. going on here. Now, roll all those complaints up in a little ball and then get a big box, and the big box says... Cat is a fucking Olympic diver on it, and then put those tiny, <laughs> tiny complaints in the big box, no, and then see, just look at the big box. She, she took all her Olympic diving and gave it to t- Tommy because he, <laughs> then he does, does that right, at, right yeah. after that, and shows that the fall into the water is actually not lethal anyway. So, well, to be to be fair, he 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 dived in head first, and he was able to control his his jump. She fell off a cliff. Sure. Sure. But we've talked before about the frustrations that we've had with Kat or Kimberly or or I mean it doesn't really happen as much with with Tanya or Aisha or or, um It happens um, with the Pink Ranger. It's usually the Pink Ranger. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Pink Ranger usually is portrayed as completely competent, except when their boyfriend is there, and then they have to be rescued. Mm-hmm. And that's always frustrating. But in this specific case, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She is a diver. That was <laughs> yeah, why like, Rita picked her. She was an Olympic athlete. Like, I mentioned that like she, she didn't have a good start, but she should at least know that, okay, if I straighten myself out and hit the water like a spear, it should it should lessen the damage. But no, she doesn't and, do and that. Not yeah. only does she break her, break her leg, she goes basically unconscious. Like... Tommy has to jump in after her because she's going to drown. 
Well, it's, she's she's moving, but she yes. she broke her leg, so like she can't really swim that well. It it made me so angry when I remembered that. I was like, wait, hold on, isn't there something about cat and swimming? And then I was like, <laughs> wait, is she's literally a diver? Like that's <laughs> actually what she does. So anyway, it, it uh, does it does feel a bit nitpicky because like I I and I mean I'm you know, pointing out that we're being nitpicky isn't an earth shattering thing in and of itself. But like, yeah, I can get that she could just fall into a, a, a lake and hurt herself because she wasn't planning on taking that particular dive. But yeah, just there's a lot about the scene that's just really dumb, and it and it just it compounds with the fact that like it's so frustrating that they just don't use her Zeo powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of neither of them do because Tommy could have marched before jumping down there. You know, he had time. It's like, just, yeah. Why didn't they morph when they went to the jungle to begin with? Like, there's yeah. no reason they had to be unmorphed. They should have morph teleported like they used to do. Um, so we. Get I mean, this- fuck. If nothing else, it would have been like, you know, maybe like there's no. It's not like they were going to scare uh, Larigo by being Power Rangers. You know. Yeah. Um, but if so anything, th- that would make him him trust them more immediately. You'd think. Right. Uh, so we get this fairly long sequence of, uh, of, uh, Tommy trying to catch Cat, uh, the extremely hilarious thing where he catches up to her and pushes a button on her power box, which pops out an inflatable, uh, uh, raft, basically, and then, uh, he puts it, ar- sorry, not a raft, a, a life preserver type life thing that he puts around her. That's something she could have done without her leg. <laughs> yeah, so it's no. actually kind of funny is that the power boxes are presented as like basically really useful Swiss Army knife shit. Like they have anything you could ever need in an emergency in there, but they're impossible to operate if it's actually on your back. You have yes, to get someone else to point. do it for you. Yeah, it's yeah, not a bad point. So uh, he catches up to her, he saves her, they, they get out of the water, but she's, you know, her leg's broken. So that's a problem. Um, obviously yeah, and that's they're going to not- have her walking around in a, in a splint, and you can see like an open wound. It's it's surprisingly nasty. It's mm-hmm. Fucked up. It's just it's also funny because Rocky will no longer be allowed to be a Power Ranger because he hurt but didn't break yes. his back. But Cat gets to be a Power Ranger even though she broke her broke right. her leg. Whatever. Because, well, yeah, but Larigo heals her with magic, and it doesn't have time to heal Rocky. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now we get to the scene where um, Elgar presents his captured humans. Can I just of, mention uh, real quick, they cut back to Angel Grove, and we see it's nighttime in Angel Grove, and I just noticed that the movie remembered that time zones exist, because it can be day in Africa and night in California. I just want to give it like the tiniest bit Fair of credit enough, there, the which is props. something that the Power Rangers usually don't bother with. Uh, so Algar presents his uh, his humans of purity and strength, bulk and skull. Like uh, Mike said earlier, for some reason their hair has been painted gray. I do not know why. Uh, also, Elgar, t- maybe it's a side- supposed to be a side effect of, of this, but like Elgar took it upon himself to scramble their brains to make them easier to keep under control. Sure. I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess th- here's the thing. Clearly, this is supposed to be the movie's way that Bulk and Skull, like, don't see Kimberly and Jason and put all, uh-huh. some, you know, some pieces together. But, like, there's no thing at the end of the movie where, like, well, we'll fix them, but they won't remember anything. Like, they end this movie brain scrambled. Uh, yeah. Yes, they do. It's weird. And they, they also don't use the brain scrambler on their 
future prisoners because I guess it only works once a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so they yeah it's on its cooldown. Uh, but yeah, so the, for some reason, you know, he also there's a weird bit where Diva Toxic holds her nose like they smell really bad. They do. Seems... They abandoned in a smelly bait shop. Right. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay, that's fair. Continuity. I, I thought it was just a weird like Balkan skull don't bathe joke or something. I don't know. But uh, Diva Tox is like, hey, uh, Elgar, I am going to tell you a fun thing, which is you're an idiot. And then she slaps him <laughs> in the face a bunch, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because Elgar can't display facial emotion, he just smiles once he slaps him in the God, face what a bunch. Fucking which I mean, to, to be fair, so if a woman who looked like uh, Diva Talk slapped me in the face, I'd be smiling. Well, sure. <laughs> She's his hand. She's his hand, though. They're that's, related. Yeah, they're family. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I just wanted Don't to make a joke. Don't be weird with your alien fucking. Hey, okay? hey guys. I just wanted to make a joke. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Happy mm-hmm. 10th anniversary to the creepy incest Folgers commercial. And let's move on. <laughs> Uh, so, you, you, anyway, go look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's really fucking. You funny. can really. Uh, you know, here's the thing: the creepy incest folds, folders commercial. You could you could also unpack the fact that like how much of our cinematic language like has been has has trained us to see two people of opposite genders looking at each other as wanting to fuck automatically. That not a single person looked at yeah, that and thought, but, oh, those are siblings. But that commercial's real fucky, though. <laughs> like, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I, I Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, the uh, Elgar, like, is like, ah, oh, shit, sorry. And, and she says, give me two better ones. These these ones is broken. Um, we cut uh, back to Kat and... Uh, Cat and Tommy and Mike. At this point, I would like you to tell the very, very good Twitter joke that you made of your screen cap of this scene. I mean, I don't think it's going to work without the the visual, <laughs> but I got a I got a screen cap of of Tommy and Catherine like here and coming I just out put, of the water. Coming out of the water, I'm just like a lot of people don't know that Weird Al Yankovic and Daryl Hannah were an item once. Here's the thing, Tommy <laughs> with wet hair. Does look like current Weird Al, which is yeah. very strange, but, yeah. it, but but true. They also curl uh, up his hair a bit for this movie, or even or they straightened it for Zero. I'm not sure which. Yeah, it's real funny. I, I it made me laugh. Um, so they they're they're complaining that like, oh man, the signal's really weak. I can barely see it. Also, your leg's broken. This has gone bad fast. Also, you can teleport. She doesn't have to be there. She just could just go back home right now and get medical treatment. Yeah, yeah. just send her back to base and just send Tanya out. Yeah. So, can I ask y'all a question? The, I've never been clear on this. Sometimes in the games or, or in the comics or whatever, the Power Rangers can, like, teleport as part of combat. They can, like zip around and stuff like that is it your understanding they can teleport like at will or is it like do they need to like plot in a course like in i think they have to ask like someone to pick them up yeah i don't think it works that way i was always sort of curious for for the rangers or yeah the rangers like like in some of the fighting games and stuff they they can just like teleport you know 30 feet and uh i've never seen them do that in the show their their wrist for that but like i yeah, I don't know because it never seems like anyone has to. 
So the show regularly has people like either in the command center or, or something like lock in coordinates for something, but also sometimes they just don't really bother with that. And I don't know if they're just gotten like really good at it that they just, you know, touch the watch and just know where to go. I, well, I was, like, okay, so I was like, just wondering my, if my Pat theory could just is that like, they have to, they have to call Alpha and be like, Alpha, take us to the power center or something like that. Or the, and if and any scene where they, they don't talk to Alpha, maybe they can set the power base as a home point, like in an MMO, and just go sure. use return every half an hour. But, like, <laughs> but likely she she couldn't just like teleport 50 feet at a time, so she couldn't walk, probably. That's what I was kind no, of I don't. No, I don't think she can do that. Okay, alright, fair enough. The games take uh, liberties because teleporting characters in fighting games are normal. It, cause, well, because it's fun. I was just yeah. curious. Uh, we cut to Larigo, who uh, I think they painted red for this scene because he looks he also looks high like <laughs> yeah extremely oh, fuck. these, <laughs> these chimps have with some the chimps it's like yeah, yeah. these, these chimps have some I great guess. ganja yep. <laughs> yep 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 they're tr- they're trying to get us to believe that these that this lifeless puppet is dying and so he's just like and like yeah, the the chimpanzees cheer him off because I I don't know they were his buddies and then well they yeah, were taking him somewhere but we don't really get to see where that is because yeah well also he he heals Catherine's leg I I, I don't know if right so brought- Tommy and Cat show up at this point um and Tommy is like is that Larigo and I'm like I mean who the That's fuck a else fair would question. it be yeah <laughs> but sure. Uh, you're right. We do see Cat's leg now in the splint, and it is pretty fucked up. Kind of graphic for yeah. We, kids, we see kids like a movie. big open red wound. Uh, but Larigo heals her leg magically, which is very nice of him. Um, and then they are able to contact Alpha and get out of there finally. And all the chimps like wave goodbye, basically, which is kind of cute. Um, you do see just a whole bunch of chimp dicks in this scene, and I, I understand. wasn't gonna say it because, like, they're animals. It's normal that they're naked. I, I they sure that, are standing up right. straight and showing their genitals to the camera right now. I, I understand that they are like animals, and there's not really that much you can do about it. I just couldn't stop thinking about it because it's definitely a movie for little kids. So yep. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> um, they wave goodbye. They teleport the the Rangers teleport away with Larigo. Um, we then cut back to uh, uh, okay. So now we cut to two people in wetsuits in a raft, uh, which is not and they're scuba diving. It's I I imagine you would take a boat to do that. And not a life raft. It seems a little dangerous. You typically are supposed to have someone like a spotting you in too. the boat. Yeah, yeah, uh, a spotter. I think so if you have, gonna, a, go ahead. We're going to get a speech later from one of these characters about how, like, oh, we came to town. We wanted to surprise everybody. We were there to help with the, the competition and the charity. But apparently, first they decided to fly in and just do some scuba diving. So let's just say it. This is Jason and Kimberly. Uh, mm-hmm. They kind of keep that under wraps until we see them later in a little bit. But uh, I guess Jason and Kimberly just hang out all the time, which wouldn't be that weird, except for the fact that Kimberly pointedly never visited the Rangers after yeah. she left. And uh, Jason was the Gold Ranger like last week, right? Well, like, like, like Michael said. 
they're they're there to help with the shelter thing. They, maybe they heard that Rocky got hurt. Um, how they got together and decided that. I mean, I could make up some bullshit that Jason's like, oh, before I start, you know, doing shit with Emily, let's 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 go visit, you know, Kimberly in France. And then they got to France, and they're like, oh, Rocky's hurt. They're doing a big important thing. Let's go help them. But first, let's scuba dive, I guess. On yeah, a rock like so with I... no spotter. <laughs> So, something we're going to get to is that Mm -hmm. Jason and Kimberly spend a lot of time together in this movie, and they have way better chemistry than Kimberly had with Tommy or Jason had with Emily. For sure. (laughs) And from what what I understand... Much to my chagrin. I think someone pointed out... <laughs> uh, I think someone pointed out. I don't know if this was just a rumor, but like, wasn't there like an early version of the script where th- these two like explicitly hooked up? Yes, uh, I, I've read that a couple places. That uh, in some versions of the script, this so, movie. So, ends so what with- happened was Jason and Kimberly met up in France visiting Jason was visiting Kimberly probably brought Emily and then they both ditched their significant others to be together and go back to Angel Grove yeah I guess so I <laughs> I just think it's funny that like the first time we see these two characters together uh and the first time we see Kimberly in forever is them doing tandem scuba diving which is like just alone it's, yeah it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> like, also, uh, before before the Rangers, uh, the before Jason disappeared from the show the first time, I think the last time we saw his face was uh, reused footage of him, Zach, and Trini coming back from a scuba oh, yeah. diving trip. <laughs> like jamming about safety, I remember that. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I kind of want like I don't I don't have the energy to, but I kind of want to write a fanfic about Jason and Kimberly meeting up in France, realizing that while they both don't want to be Rangers anymore, they share this kind of thing they can't share with their partners, and that makes them hook up. And then uh, they come back to say, and then and then they fuck each other's brains out, right? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Anyway. Okay, good. <laughs> Just checking. All right, so uh, we we see that Divatox is spying on them. Uh, and we get some shenanigans on the ship, uh, but the, she's like, "Hey, they look, uh, they look good. Go ahead and go capture them, and we'll use them as a." Oh, so by the way, I don't think we mentioned it. The reason they need these two humans is as like blood sacrifice. I, I mentioned a little bit. <laughs> okay, earlier, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're summoning the Dark Lord Satan. Remember? Yeah. Uh, so they get captured by Piranatrons underwater, uh, and they get taken on board the. Uh, uh, the, the scoop, nope, not called a scuba ship. Hold on. I'll get the name. I'll get the word for it. Submarine. Don't tell me. Don't. Okay. Submarine. Okay. Well, Actually, thank you. What is, what can is Divatox's submarine see called? called the shark? Unless it has a name, I guess. Yeah. I don't know that it has a name. Uh. It'd be very weird if it, if it doesn't. I mean, I just don't think it would get, they would get into it really. Uh, I'm going to Google Divatox. Uh, that's. Uh, some some really scantily clad cosplay. Uh, hold on, <laughs> let's see. So cosplay uh, of Diva talks is what okay. It is called the Subcraft, apparently. That's such a stupid name. It's not. It's yeah. a name. That's really boring. Is the okay. problem? Like, here's the thing. It's not that it's stupid because a stupid name is what I want, but it sucks that it's just it's so dull. Yeah, you need yeah, like that, a compliment that's, that's to Serpentera. You want like. Fish, fish, or something like that. 
It's or called like, Fishocalypse. I don't know, like, <laughs> even the Shark Sub would be better, which is still not a great name. Shark Sub is fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, that's, this is our goal over the season, is to get a good name for uh, Divatox's uh, submarine. The Jaws of Unlife. Nope, that's not it. Uh, so, <laughs> so they bring these these uh, two people on board. Uh, they they dump them. They they get them on the deck, and then they just immediately dump their light like unconscious bodies down a fucking uh, escape hatch. Yeah, they or, dump them into in, the into bilge. some water. Yeah, which, like while it's shallow, they're unconscious. Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought you needed those for sacrifice. Maybe don't just kill them by accident. <laughs> By the um, way, do you, do you think Divatox's plan was just to grab two humans at random until they find the paragons of courage and virtue or whatever it was? I mean, they they lucked out pretty fast. It was a yeah. I mean, try. they got they got <laughs> the two and four out of seven billion. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, second try is genuinely a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, thingy. Uh, rate. So also at this they, point, they they just happen to randomly get two people that know the first two people they got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, then we cut to Larigo's family, and I hate them. I hate oh, them God. so much. God, uh, they're e- the, each of them is worse than the last. Larigo is bad. His wife's even worse, and the baby no is even worse. The baby's uh, sorry. His wife's fate. <sighs> You know how sometimes you hear a word and it sort of sounds like a racial slur, even though it's like definitely not? You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? This puppet sort of looks racist, even though it like can't be racist. There's no way it is. It's just... It looks racist against a race that isn't real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's something about its facial features that are so exaggerated in a way that makes me very uncomfortable, even it's, though I yeah, can't really place it's, it's why. It's a slightly feminized version of Lyrico, but not really. I mean, almost exactly the same. She's got eyelashes, and she's got wearing a, a dress. She also has puppet boobs, which I never yeah, like. not a fan. <laughs> Look at these things. It's like, oh, man, this is insulting to Neanderthals. How could you? Something like that. Right, and then the, she's got a baby, which... It, if, I mean, if gnomes were real, they'd be pissed. Yes, sure. <laughs> okay, so folks, you know how the baby Yoda is taking the world by storm right now? Yeah, it's real it's adorable. Yeah, imagine the actual, literal, logical opposite of baby Yoda, and that's this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh man. Uh, so, so they've got them captured uh, in the sub, uh, and then we cut back to the command center, and they put Larigo under a hair dryer. Um, you gotta restore his life force because Earth's sun has been draining it. But he's like kicking a bunch, and he seems really unhappy. And they're like, it's, "Well, it is weird how uh, when Power Rangers acknowledges the dangers of going to uh, an uh, an ecosystem on another planet and the potential for it to be hostile to you, it only ever happens when aliens come to Earth." The rangers go to other planets all the time, and it's never a problem. Mm-hmm. But like, it seems like just about any time an alien shows up on Earth, there's a serious problem with like, oh fuck, Earth is killing them. It just goes to show Earth is the least hospitable to life planet in the universe. <laughs> yep, for sure. And uh, to be fair, Power Rangers humans can lit- survive on the moon, so who knows, really? So, so actually, I'm glad you said said that term because. 
it's going to be established in, in, in space, and I think we've mentioned it before, that humans in Power Rangers live in a bunch of different places. Uh, not just, not just Earth. They're like a, it's kind of like since Star Wars, where humans yep. are just around and there's not, they don't seem to have like a home planet. Um, yeah, so they're, how, they're an infestation on the universe, yes. Yeah, that just like in real life. You can also and, say like in, in like, I think Stargate, like all humans look, I mean, all aliens look kind of like humans, like even more well, than in Star Trek. Well, but in this, I mean, literally they say humans they, they do, yeah. live yeah. everywhere. So I guess. Yeah, it's, it's weird because, and I guess this is getting into like dissecting sci-fi as a genre, but like. At some point, you, you have to try and ask yourself, like, how much of this is just bias because, like, this is the kind where we, we want to write uh, fiction about ourselves and people like ourselves, and how much of this is just the realities of the effects budgets that everyone has yeah. to work with. Well, well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I, at first I was like, why would the space Satan need specifically human sacrifices? And then I was like, oh, right. I guess that actually sort of does work for Power Rangers. Yeah. Because they could get them anywhere. I don't think they needed to be human. I think she just needed to, like, pure of heart oh, people. and was just humans. like, Okay. Yeah, she came enough. to Earth to fight Larago and was just like, eh, while we're in the neighborhood, just grab two fuckers. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, they're trying to fix Larago, but for some reason he's he's in pain or upset. Uh, Divatox breaks onto well, I was the. Well, say Al- Alpha mentions that he's receiving a telepathic transmission. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Here's the fucky way that 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 Divatox contacts the Rangers here. Uh, Larago's wife is sending him a psychic distress signal, and then Zordon like taps into it and puts it on the viewing globe. And then Divatox is like, sub Zordon, I know that you're tapping into the psychic distress signal that this dude's wife is sending you, so listen the fuck up. It's time for a hostage exchange. This, this, uh, scene I do is- love Divatox, because she's just like, the whole time she's doing this scene, which will be described, she's also applying her makeup. It's good. I was gonna say, this is a scene where Divatox is hamming it up the hardest so far. <laughs> she's very enjoyable in this. She's also. Too sexy for a children's film. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's like she's got her legs crossed and she's not really wearing pants. So like it's just a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and it's a lot. Her titty are out. <laughs> yeah, big titty. She is I will uh, say this. Uh what what is the name of her actress here? Oh, um because I, I'll, I, I'll look I it wanna up. give I wanna praise this woman's performance because she uh, much like with the guy who played Ivan Ooze and, and much like with the lady who Hillary played Rita Turner. in the reboot. Uh, say what? Hillary Turner. Okay. That is something I will say about all three Power Rangers movies is all of them at least have the benefit of the main villain being played by an actor who knows what kind of movie they're in. Yes. And it, will ch- it is just, just that delicious scenery. You got to chew it right up. That is very true. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she does a great job in this scene. She basically says, I'm gonna, uh, I would like that there Larago, and if you don't give me that there Larago, I will kill these humans, and mm-hmm. then our, And according our, sorry, to my scanners, I figured out that they're former Power Rangers. Yeah, that's wild. Which, how, what? I'm sorry? Excuse me? I mean, they made a connection to the morphing grid, so maybe that has, leaves a signature on someone. What is what is this lady's deal? Is she just a pirate, or so, or is she like a conqueror? Like, so here's the thing: she's a pirate. In, yep. in later, 
I like Divatox a lot, but one of the reasons I like Divatox is that we've gone from two evil space empires to a lady who lives in a big metal fish who robs a bank in one episode. So, mm-hmm. like, she's not, like, a big-time conquer-the-universe thing. Obviously, she does want to marry this demon for power, but, like, she's not on the same level as, uh, you know, these other... other uh, like conquerors. she has aspirations to, right. to conquer the universe, but she's not like already works, most of the way there. It kind of works better as a as a villain of the week than like the the Machine Empire, where we're, where we're constantly asking why haven't they sent down their armada? Because they just don't have an armada, right? Exactly. Yeah, like um, this, it, it does. Again, I can't really speak to how she works in the show because I have not watched any of Turbo other than this movie. But, like, yeah, she's a lot of fun here and is easily one of the highlights of the film. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, she's, she's, she's a lot of fun. She says... Also, I, I want to mention, this is the most fucked up thing a villain is, does, has done. She's tapping into the, the family members of someone, causing them great distress. So, they send a distress signal into his head, which is obviously causing him great psychological distress... Just to like ham it up on a viewing globe, and and also she's like, I'm gonna kill your friends and your family, so give <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, I mean, here's the thing: like, what she's doing to these little horrible gremlins is absolutely terrible, but also they deserve it because <laughs> look at them. <laughs> they deserve it for the crime of existing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Now listen, I'm not normally the sort of person who would tell someone they deserve to die for being born the way they are. You're not normally space But I racist. will make an exception for Larigo and his family. I, w- I would never say that about anyone that actually exists, but these fucking things deserve to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're, a, they're a blight in the eyes of God. So we get uh, a scene with Jason and Kimberly now, who we see who they are for, you know. I, I do like, as soon as Kimberly shows her face, Tommy's like, Kimberly. Yeah, yeah. it zooms in on on Tommy's face and he goes, oh, fuck. And it looks like he, he just like needs to like sit cat down and say, um, okay, so that's my ex. It's going to get weird now. Yeah, I was going to well, say, Cat knows. Cat was there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But there, you can you can read a lot. You can read a lot into the fact that like Catherine's first instinct when Kimberly shows up is is to look at Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and like and like the way he says Kimberly sounds very much like oh, I, I still love her a bit. And then and then Jason shows up and he's like and uh, Jason and he also still loves Jason. <laughs> yeah, right. Kimberly it's Kimberly's been gone for like a year and a half and Jason it's been a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> so so man, I just realized they have a weird like love diagram going on the four of them at this point, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um so we get Jason and Kimberly in their cell, and they look across, and who do they see but Bulk and Skull in another cell? And then Tommy um, goes, Bulk, Skull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, so, that's the thing is, I don't think the Rangers find out until the very, oh, very no, end right, that Bulk right, and Skull yeah. are involved. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Kimberly and Jason find out right away, but the, the rest of the Rangers don't see Bulk and Skull until... And actually, that's the thing is, if you don't see like the the scene during the credits, they never see Bulk and Skull. Uh-huh. <laughs> so also, uh, now we get to talk about what the hell this Bulk and Skull bit is, because for some reason, 
as we said, their brains are scrambled, quote unquote, which means a they don't know who they are. They don't remember their names. And for some reason, Bulk is speaking in a bad German accent and Skull is speaking in a bad Spanish accent. And He's Antonio and Skull, Bandana. Sc- yeah, he introduces himself as Antonio Bandana. <laughs> Which Great. I guess he's going for an Antonio Banderas joke, which yes, I mean, those are just timeless, really. Yeah, of course. Um, you know what's really funny? Just, when you say someone's name and you change their name a little bit to a different word, it's so yeah, funny. Always funny. <laughs> so they ask, they're like, what, Balkan and Skull? And they're like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, and then uh, they they kind of shuffle off. Uh, we cut back to the command center. There, there's this, this is frustrating because like I feel like the scene – this bit with Bulk and Skull probably actually would have been funny if they didn't go with the goofy accents. If they had just the, made them stupid and, and didn't remember anything. The one funny bit is that Kimberly and Jason have no time for their shit. And like, and like, <laughs> and Jason says, oh, like, course, these Bulk guys and Skull are, are here. All right, we're going to have to save them or something, I guess. Like, Jason goes, like, there's something seriously whacked out about these guys, and Kimberly's like, oh, you're just figuring that out now? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then later that's on, actually, that's actually later, a great thing is the way Kimberly behaves in this movie is like, I, it's actually kind of shocking how much she still carries over all her mannerisms from the show. She's mm-hmm. like her, right her, back her, in. She's yeah. still very sassy. She still talks about like fashion and stuff. And then, like, and yeah, it's a pretty shallow <laughs> characterization. But like, it's wild how much of it actually carries over, yeah, considering nice. how long the character's been I, gone. There's a there's a scene we'll get to probably in the next part, but. I, there's a part where Jason like is trying to do something and Bulk and Skull talk and he's like he might as well have been like shut the fuck up like yeah, he yells at them yeah, like so great. angrily it's great um, so they got he's been dealing with those idiots for like most of his life at this point yeah so uh, at this point they cut back and and there's some talking about what they should do next and then well there's a bit where like Larigo and Alpha talk to each other in gibberish. And yes. like one of the rangers is like, do they understand what's going on there? And Zordon's like, yes, they have a deep understanding of each other, as all old friends should. And like they keep sort of gesturing toward this idea that Alpha and Lyrigo are just, you know, their old pals that go way, way back. But because it's the Turbo movie, they have no interest in exploring it at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, basically Lyrigo uh, starts ta- like chanting to himself. And Alpha, they're like, what's that mean? And Alpha's like, oh, it's the ritual of something. I can't remember. He's doing a prayer because I guess he's planning on sacrificing himself. Yeah, prayer he's going to give himself a prayer of guidance. I'll just guidance. Yeah. Okay. And then and basically Alpha says that means that he's going to surrender himself. Which raises some questions of the theology of this world because like this is – this is a world where like just magic exists and elder gods and stuff are just all over the place. And the end of this movie is going to be the villain trying to summon a literal demon. Like presumably whoever uh, this guy is praying to actually exists somewhere. So it makes you wonder who it is. I mean, sure. Zordon is kind of the big good of this universe. So maybe he's just praying to Zordon at this point. Yeah, he's not. I'm sure he isn't. But like I was, I was going to say, like they, they're quite clear that he's a demon like creature. Just yes. Saying. Yes. I mean, they can say that, but whether I'll believe it is another story. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they straight up say demons in like Ninja Storm or something. Yes. I think they yeah. straight up say demons. No. Uh, uh, yeah. um, uh, Lightspeed Rescue. Lightspeed Rescue. They're demons. That's yeah. the one. Yep. Um, so they at this point uh, they tell they're like, okay, well, we can't stop him, but we're going to go with him. 
So they teleport out, out yeah. to like so, a oh, we also place. we also get the lore dump here for why Divatox needs uh, yes. this wizard because they need to go through uh, the Nemesis Triangle to get to another dimension. It's it's a clear Bermuda Triangle thing because we've got a big nautical theme in this car movie mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, right. And yeah, no, it's it's a real ongoing thing, and we'll get to we'll yeah. get to the fucking boat cars. Why? Uh, and why? Why are the villains of the car season pirate theme? That doesn't make any sense. It's why why is everything about this movie in, in the ocean? It's boats yeah. versus cars, I guess, but not really. What if you're in the, the cars water? Are also the cars. Boats? Oh, like I, I, I mentioned like the in in um in in uh, Car Ranger, it's like. They're a motorcycle gang, essentially. Like they're they're, yeah. they're, they're and and they have like Mad Max style car fights. Like, so I don't know why they decided to go with. I guess because they're like, oh, pirates. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, guess like they, <laughs> she wants to get to this other dimension so she can get to an isle, an island that they drop the name of a bunch. But fuck, if I could remember what it but is, the, the Nemesis Triangle. Well, the Nemesis Triangle, yeah, but like the island that they're ultimately trying to oh, get to. Yeah, whatever. They need to get through the Nemesis Triangle to get to some island. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the demon is going to be. Yeah. So they they go to this meeting place. Uh, the Do a trade-off of Larigo for the for their friends. Yeah, we see it where some more of this 8 million went, which is some skidoos uh, that the, uh, the Piranatrons... Uh, just, sorry, I just Elgor. got the name of the island. It's Moranthius. Okay, great. Uh, so some skidoos that... Uh, 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 the Pronotron, Skidoos, sorry, Skidoos are different. Yep. Um, that the Pronotrons and uh, Elgor can ride around on, and they ride up to the to the beach, uh, and Elgor just, or sorry, uh, they're kind of going to try to defend Larigo, but Larigo just like teleports down to the beach without them and walks. Yeah, I do. I do love like as this hostage situation is going south, Adam straight up like turns to the group and is like, I feel like we should stall for time until we can figure out a way to get like to trick these guys. But but uh, Larigo's he's already fucking gone. He's teleported down the cliff. He's walking yeah. to the sea. Larigo is either very naive or just stupid because he, they don't ask for any proof that the other, the bad guys will keep their bargain or anything like that. He just walks straight up to them and gets in the boat with them. I, I guess he's like, he's I a can't family fuck man. Around. He cares yeah. so much about his family. He wants them to be safe. That it overrides all rational thought at this point. Or he's thinking like, I, I can't fuck around with this. This is my family. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. They make an explicit point later of of the fact that like he's willing to die for the cause, but not to let his family die. Sure. Um, so, uh, he, he got, gets on the boat and then Tommy's like, okay, now give us our friends back, please. And, uh, Al Gore's like, okay, swim for him. And they're like, what? And then he dumps two bodies off of the boat into the ocean. And, right. uh. See, so what I thought they were going to do here was that this is Balkan Skull, but it's not. It's just... It's dummies. It's literally yeah, dummies. They, doing they dummies. swim out to them and try to dummies try like to save fucking them. the Power Rangers. How many times have they fallen for some bad guys scheme like this? It's like always Goldar tricking them, and now Elagor. To, who's to to be fair, the Power Rangers did not want to go in on this. Larigo yeah. did. Sure, they went along with it. Um, but I, I do kind of like that they go out there and they f- they see the first one's a dummy, and you, and Tommy's like, I gotta check the other one, and Adam's like, it's no use, they're gone, and then like. It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting as like a, a semi character full moment. For well, Power he's Rangers. definitely like 
oh my god, I gotta save him. And and Adam's like, there. I mean, it would be really weird if one of them was real and the other one wasn't. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly the fucking mind game that it, they should play with them. You yeah. dump one dummy and then Skull in the ocean. They find the dummy and say, well, the other one's a dummy. Nope, Skull is drowning now. Uh, so we get... We get a quick scene where, um, uh, uh, sorry, I've forgotten her name. Uh, Diva Talks. Diva Talks is trying to make the wand work and she can't get it to work. And then she screams at, uh, uh, Larigo and, and he just kind of goes, and, and she's like, I'll get it out of you and I'll, you know, whatever. And that's, that's basically the first third of this movie. What the whole time Larigo is just, just telling her how to use it, but she can't understand him. That would be pretty great, yeah. <laughs> um, so we 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 end our first third of the movie with Diva Talks having all the chips and the Rangers having none of them, basically. <laughs> so yep. yeah, I mean, I I'm having a good time with this movie. It's real corny. Larigo sucks, and it, it I don't like him. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely I, the worst part of his movie. I, I will say this. I actually, for the most part, really, really enjoyed watching this movie. Uh, there been, there's been some movie stuff where like, I was very openly like having kind of a bad time as we did it. But I had a lot of fun watching Turbo. I would say, um, with the exception of uh, one specific thing... Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I guess no reason to beat around the bush. Like it's Power Rangers, so of course there's some racism in some it, some deep racism, and oh, it's the it's wretched, and we'll get movie. to it. But the thing is, aside from that, it's a it's actually a very like it, this is yeah, a I, terrible I movie. Larigo is not the worst part of the movie. The racism is no, he's not. Larigo is like, a second, but no, not even close. But yeah, this is a terrible film. But it's a fun film. It is well, stupid in all the best ways. And I think to, to Simon has mentioned this, but like the mm-hmm. biggest problem is it's super meandering. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It it just doesn't have a lot of propulsion. And oh, this movie doesn't have an attention span. No, and similarly it's, to the complaints like, you, you about you ever hear that that writing trick about how like you know when you're putting together a script, everything that happens after the first part should either be like linked together with either but or therefore or something like that. Yes. And if you're writing the script and it's just, and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens yes. and then this happens, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. This movie is nothing but, and it's then and then yeah, and totally. we're, nothing. We're over nothing a third that happened. this movie. No one has fought anyone. It's a Power yeah. Rangers movie. Just throw a punch. I mean, right. I guess Rocky <laughs> yeah. tried to kick and then he hurt like, himself. That was the closest thing to an action scene we've had so far. Right. It's like, the weirdest thing. Cause like it, it has the, but here's the thing. In spite of the fact that there's no fighting, it still very much feels like a really long episode of Power Rangers. Because, like, that fact that, – that thing we were talking about where, like, nothing that happens seems, like, causally linked to what came before it and new mm-hmm. concepts are just constantly introduced and discarded. That's just Power Rangers, baby. That's, that's just true. how it goes. I will say, though, that, like, one of our big complaints about the 2017 Power Rangers movie is that they don't morph until right at the end. Uh, but True. they do that's fight things. That's been our complaint things. with every Power Rangers well, movie. That's the thing. Well, yes. three for three. Fair, there is an early suit fight in the the first movie. Yes, yes there, there is. And yeah. then and then there's a, a a long period of time where they can't do it, and then there's another one at the end. But yeah, uh, but yeah, they do fight stuff in uh in and there are action scenes in the 2017 Power Rangers movie. There's basically mm. no. I mean, they jump off the cliff. 
I guess that's kind yeah. of like so far. Yeah, it's so far. environmental hazards. There, there, there's two fight scenes in this movie. There's one on the ship later, and then there's one at the very end, and that's it. Yeah, it, it, so the one it, on the ship is, is actually both the fight scenes are very, very fun. The other one again, the second one is again tainted by all the racist stuff dancing around in the background. But like, there's some fun fight scenes in the movie. It's just none of them are in the first third. Yeah. All right, so yeah, that that's it uh, for this episode. Well, I guess I mean we might as well say that the last thing that happens is that a fly starts fr- flying around Diva talks as she's trying to, you know, talk about her plan and keeps getting interrupted until it eventually lands on her leg and her extremely long tongue catches it and she eats it. Oh, yeah, right. The, the mm-hmm. instant the instant a fly flew into the scene, I was like, okay, they're going to show that she's an alien and also be really horny by having her do the lizard tongue thing. Yeah. And sure enough, she did the lizard tongue thing. Yeah, that's weird. She licks it off of her own thigh. Isn't, uh, mm-hmm. isn't the princess in the Mario Brothers movie also, like, have a long tongue? No, they do that with Koopa in that. Koopa, I, my bad. And maybe yeah. his wife, or I don't yeah. know. Wait, Diva Talks reminds me a lot of the lady in that movie, uh-huh. Koopa's girlfriend. Do you yes. think? Do you think maybe the two characters are related in some way? Could be. Who knows? Do you think Diva Talks I, I is think from it's uh, undeniable at this point or whatever that the Power Rangers universe and the Super Mario Brothers movie universe <laughs> are one and the same? <laughs> yes, not not the Super Mario Brothers video game universe, uh-huh. the movie specifically. That would be silly. We're not <laughs> fucking around here. Well, it was part of the universe until it got retconned out when dinosaurs just didn't go into an alternate reality and just came back to life. All right, there, there's two realities in that, so maybe it's just Dino Hatton is in the Power Rangers world or something. <laughs> yeah, that actually does kind of fuck things up because the dinosaurs like evolved into humanoid things in that world, so the Zords would just be like guys, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, that's Zeo. <laughs> well, sure. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, come back next week. We're going to we'll talk about the second part and uh, probably wrap this up in three. Uh, we're about a third through the movie. We'll see how it goes. And then we'll move into the series. Uh, and, you know, Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for, for yeah. tuning in. Yeah, we are we are shifting into Turbo. We are shifting into 2020. Uh, assuming nothing crazy happens like... If we do the movie in three parts and there's 45 episodes, we should be able to wrap this up within it, the year. It's funny we'll because... Be, like, we'll be about done with Turbo about when it's time to do the awards. We could yeah. do a clean well, year For a couple of years, Turbo. we're going to have a year, a, a season a year, basically. And then it's going to get weird because the seasons get real short. At, like, at some point, they get to, like, 30 episodes... And oh, then real down to short 20. season, only 30 episodes. Well, you know, <laughs> for, Power for, Rangers, for Power Rangers, when the yeah. first episode season was like 60. So, uh, but yeah, uh, let me go around. Emily, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I'm uh, on Twitter on that. This is Emeralds. Uh, I'm, I'm taking to take a break from new commissions for a little bit because I have a few backed up and I'm currently recovering from surgery uh nothing serious y'all just got my gallbladder taken out and yeah so i don't want to take any new commissions for a little bit although by the time this comes out maybe that'll change i don't know just look at my twitter see what's happening (laughs) yeah this is emeralds there you go uh mike anything you'd like to plug 
Uh, yeah, I would like to uh, plug my Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit, and I want to give a shout out to the fact that so, uh, like I said, I bought the Turbo a Power Rangers movie, uh, Snails Further Adventures, uh, on YouTube. And YouTube movie pages have likes and dislike bars for some reason. And I want to give a shout out to the 395 people who took time out of their lives to go to the page for Turbo Power Rangers movie and hit dislike. <laughs> That's so many. That's a lot more than I would expect, to be completely honest with I you. I only have like 44 likes and 11 dislikes on mine. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Did there you get you the go. SD version? I don't know. I just bought whatever was there. <laughs> Maybe it's a different country thing? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. could be. Anyway, good to, good on those people, I guess. Simon, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, the real Simben on Twitter. Go on there and watch me post photos of like the Christmas present that my girlfriend made for our son. It's, it's really cool. cute. It's adorable. It's cute. And I would like to uh, plug Power Rangers Zeo. It's a good TV show. You should watch it. <laughs> I enjoyed Zio. It's very fun. I enjoyed um, Zio also. Yeah. Uh, I love Tackle Boy. All right. Uh, check out audioentropy.com. A lot of good, cool podcasts on there. Um, let's see. Recently, uh, uh, Luke and uh, Molly and, oh, I can't remember the whole cast, but a bunch of people got together to talk about uh, Death Stranding on Skies of Academia. You can check that out. Um, we just added Strangers Fiction, which is a new uh, one-shot and short campaign tabletop uh, podcast. You should check that out. Um, and uh, Thesaurus Wrecked, one of our other new podcasts, just recently went up on iTunes. So if you've been wanting to check that out but haven't gotten to because your uh, podcatcher didn't see it, uh, you try that again. Uh, and yeah, that's going to do it for us this week, I think. Um, yeah, come back next week. I think we get Zords, and they all have rejected Mountain Dew flavor names, so that's fun. <laughs> uh, and until then, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Emily. I've been Mike. Shift in to Turbo. Go. <laughs> Mighty engines roar. <laughs> Turbo charge for more drive go. four on the it, floor. <laughs> go. It sounds like a funeral march. Power Rangers Turbo go. Power Rangers Turbo go. Power Rangers Turbo go. Good luck with this editor. Bye, guys. Good night.